Well, hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, a warm welcome to episode 200. That is 200. It is the ENS. Podcast, and it's live, as Martin Tyler would say. Uh, delighted, delighted to welcome you all to this very, very special event. Uh, look, we hope to do it in front of a live studio audience. Of course, the nature of the pandemic and everything that's going on and the craziness outside, uh, we weren't able to do that. But we thought, you know, what else, what else are you doing on a Thursday night at 7 o'clock? So I want to give a little bit back. We're here for two very, very important reasons. And look, we miss you all. And hopefully very, very soon I'll be able to give you a kiss and a cuddle and, uh, and a hug outside Molyneux doing those videos. However, um, stick with us for the next uh, two hours-ish, I think, uh, of Wolves content. Hopefully you enjoy. Um, like I say, we're doing this for, for two reasons. First of all, it is our 200th. It's our fourth live podcast. It's our 200th episode. Uh, I guess if you'd listened to the first one, it was absolutely terrible. Uh, but look, we've got a little bit better, I guess. Some might say not. Some might say a lot worse. But uh, you stick with us. And if you've, if you've been there from the start, fair play. If you've just picked it recently, great. What I would say is, and, and Tim would agree with this, and Joe would agree with this, the Wolves Potty family are different from everybody else. You guys get it. You've been there. You know that we can kind of like let our hair down, have a bit of fun, kind of get our personalities out. So we really enjoy enjoy doing this. Tim enjoys doing the morning view every week. It's his favorite bit. I We enjoy doing the Wolves Potty. It's my favorite bit. So thank you. And hopefully we'll keep you entertained for the next two hours. The second reason why we are doing this, of course, it's the most important reason of all. We're doing this for two very special charities. We're trying to raise some money for two great charities tonight, Breast Cancer Now and the Wolves Foundation Feed Our Pack, two amazing charities. This is how it works. It's completely free. This is completely free to view. We're not asking for anything. It's not a ticketed event. Uh, but what we do say is before, and I know some of you have, which has been fantastic, during or afterwards, if you have enjoyed it, We've been tweeting links out all week. Um, I'll retweet some of them as well. There's a Just Giving page for Breast Cancer Now. If you are enjoying what you've, what you've watched or what you've listened to, then please donate. It doesn't matter how much it is. Uh, we really appreciate every single penny. So that's fantastic. That will be straight to Breast Cancer Now. And I announced earlier on for Wolves Foundation at 12 o'clock today, there was a special silent 24-hour auction uh, that is live and running. We've got some amazing prizes you can get, remember, no fans this year, a Wolf signed shirt, 2021 shirt. So people can't get it because there's been no fans this year. That's available on a silent auction. A Wolf signed ball is available on this signed auction. Uh, there is uh, the opportunity to come to a Wolves press conference with me and Joe at Compton Park next season, behind the scenes, money can't buy experience. And there is also some Wolves training kit to see that's, that's been worn by the players that could be coming straight to your do doorstep. You could be wearing Pedro Neto, Adama Traore, Max Kilman, Rui Patricio, you don't know. So look, there's some great auction items. Bidding closes at 12 o'clock tomorrow. It's all on the site, the details. Email me with your bids. However, for you people watching, because you're very, very special, we've got three live auction items that we'll be doing throughout the show tonight. These are incredible incredible so we've saved one of the very best just for you guys watching so make sure that you are online for the next two hours or so okay um 
before we before we bring out our guest, I'd like to also welcome our fantastic new sponsors. They're sponsoring the Wolves podcast tonight live. They're also going to be sponsoring for the rest of the season, and that is Adoption at Heart. Uh, we really, really delight to get them on board, and you'll be hearing a lot more about them later on in the poddy. So, two hours. First half is going to be about an hour, like the live podcast. We're going to have a 15-minute break, and then the second half will be about 45 minutes, give or take five minutes, and we'll see if you're enjoying it or not. You can watch this live on the Express and Star site. You can watch it live on the Wolves YouTube channel. You can watch it live on the Express and Star Wolves Facebook page. You can also watch it live on the Wolves Potty Twitter page. So look, you've got no excuses, have you? And if you're missing it, the reruns are there. Or if you want to watch it again, which I know plenty of you won't want to. So, uh, right, that's about it. Chat is down the right-hand side. That'll be where you want to bid for items later on. It would also be where we're going to answer questions to all you peeps. So make sure second half, we're going to be uh, going to be answering all the questions coming down that right-hand side. So uh, get yours in. We'll also have maybe the return of some old school favourites. We shall see. Right. Without further ado, let me bring out my first guest. My Wolves Potty current co-host. Um, about 60 shows, to be fair to him. Uh He's a, he's, a, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. He's the only person I know who looks 20 and 50 at exactly the same time. Some say he's the love child of Pedro Neto and a werewolf. He is the current, reigning, defending, undisputed, expressing star, Wolves correspondent. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Joe Edwards. Hey! hey. What an introduction. What an introduction. <laughs> I say an introduction. I say you're undisputed Wolves correspondent. There's only yes. one of you now, mate. So it's not really not really something to, to feel pretty proud about. You know what I mean? So I'll you, take it. You're the best one of one. How's it going, pal? You good? I'm all right, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad it's all going smoothly so far, touch wood. Um, but yeah, it's um, exciting. I mean, as you say, it would have been nice to, to do this um, live the last one, well, not the last one because you did one with Tim, didn't you? But was at the was at the Pavilion, the and pavilion, that is yes. that is like a stone's throw from where I live. So that would have been. Don't tell them the address. Don't be tweeting no, address, mate. No, but that that would have been lovely for a for a drunken walk home because it wouldn't have been very long to go at all. So uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 just I'm just excited, and uh, let's get cracking. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Great to have you on board, mate. What's uh, what's your drink of choice now? I've gone for I've gone for a cheeky margarita to be Ooh, fair. Yeah. Uh, skinny spicy margarita. So I've gone kind of like a bit of lime, fresh lime juice. Uh, of course, tequila. Gone for the rocks tequila, which is actually delicious, by the way. Uh, and some some chili flakes and salt around the rim because we all love a good rim. Are you sponsored yep. by Rocks Tequila? You keep going on about them. Hey, it's fantastic. You know, me and Dwayne Johnson <laughs> were like that. You know that. You know that. Oh, you might be watching, oh, you know. okay. If he is, the bidding could get pretty crazy later on for some of the amazing auction items. So, you know, he might he might have donated an auction item. We shall see. Uh, what what are you on, mate? Well, I've brought out the big gun. Um, oh, I'm excited. So, I'm excited about this. Please right. get drunk. Please get drunk tonight. I'm getting drunk on 7-Up Free Cherry Flavour. Come on. Extravagant pop. I got uh, about eight of these from Asda yesterday. But ju- just for you, Nathan, just for you... Yes. I do have a separate drink here. I do have a, a beer, yeah. which, is a, which is a 
Desperados. which is like Desperados. There we go. Why don't you come to your senses? So posh pop and beer. So so it's it's the best of both worlds. Mate, to be fair to you, to be fair to you, you've got a free house tonight as well. The missus is out, the cat's out, so she, you're ready to play. She's just popped out, yeah. So I've got I've got yeah, got that living room to play with. Lovely. Happy days, mate. Free room, mate, and the internet going. Happy days. <laughs> right, so we get uh, special guest number two out. Shall we get him out? Number two. Number two. Okay. Tell you what, everyone. We've been locked in negotiations for weeks. For weeks to get this guy's release. The appearance fee is staggering. You don't want to see the amount of zeros it has been. We've broken the bank. We've emptied the Express and Star coffers. But you know you know why he's worth it? You know why, Joe? Because he's still the same guy. Yeah. I've done 140 episodes with this guy. He's great banter. He's humble. He's loyal. He's a man of the people. And the thing is, he's not changed one bit. Gone to the big time. He's not changed one bit. It's not got to his head. Not gone to his head one iota. So for me, it's a pleasure to welcome my old partner, the one and only Mr. Tim Spiezo. <laughs> right. Uh, what? Is that an effect or a real? Sorry, I've got a phone call. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Jackie, Jackie, you're right, babes. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. No, I can't right now. I, I've got to do something. I know it's really annoying. Just got to do something. All right. Ciao, 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 ciao. Right, what's this? Daily Express, is it? Daily Express? Agent was like Daily Express, Daily Star, something like that. Ciao, 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 ciao. What's up? What's <laughs> Absolutely astonishing. And I've uh, had, uh, had, had to stand... a manscape trimmer, by the way. Uh, lawnmower 3.0. Are you, you, you used that as well? Today, the grooming. I mean, do you want to get any more plugs on? I mean, we're only... We're only Athletic mug. Anyone want one? Athletic water bottle. Anyone? Oh. Sorry, what is this again? You're, you're an absolute... I stood outside the Athletic Headquarters with a free Britney t-shirt on in the night, in the day, in the cold, in the to try and get your release. And this is what you've become. This is what you've become. This is the big time Charlie that you are now. You disgust me. Absolutely Hi, Nathan. Me. Hello. Hello, Tim. Hey. Hello. How's it going? How's it going? I was, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this the other day. Are you going to take those glasses off or are you going to wear them the whole time, by the way? I'm going to leave them on for a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Because to be fair... It was 24 quid in Amazon, this stuff. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, a little bit of usage out of them. Um, have we done a podcast together all this three before? I don't think we have. I I, I literally, I, I think I might have had a, a short cameo on one, but mm. not properly the three of us. I don't think so. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, you know, if you want to... If you want to see all of us three, you know, to celebrate it, then please just give a little bit, a little bit of money to the Just Giving page. That's what we're here for tonight. We're to raise a little bit of money for two great charities. Um, Tim, I thought we were doing a, a reenactment of the first episode. Wasn't that the whole point? <laughs> uh, we'll go to the, we'll go to twenty minutes awards and then West Brom. Is that still available online? Is it? 
I think it yeah. is, but it's been banned. I think we've had three listeners to that. It was terrible, mate. Absolutely awful. Awful. You and can then, go yeah. all the way back on SoundCloud. Not that you'd want to, but you a bomb? can. It's, a bomb. Uh, it's, 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 it's my piss bottle, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people will remember that. People remember that episode. Uh, Joe, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, you just come, you just come back from a week off. Uh, birthday and anniversary. First yeah. anniversary, mate. We were there for your for your wedding. Well, we got we got an invite to the evening too. But mate, what's what's it been like? First year marriage. Crazy, um, flower boy. Um, it, it's weird because it's it's obviously been maybe the longest year ever. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like a year that I've been married. But I have been. Um, yeah, you were there on the night. You had you actually bought bought me a drink, I think, or one what, or um, two. When did you get what? What age were you when you got married? Um, I would have been just turned just turned twenty three. Yeah, because I'm twenty four. That's unbelievable. Yeah, twenty three. My main interaction with a woman was buying the day was buying the Daily Sport, going into the <laughs> petrol station. <laughs> You get the we've all done it. You go to the, you get the Daily Sport, and then you're like you're nervous. So you, you're going and you're getting there. So you, you buy the Telegraph, you buy the Independent, you buy the Daily Mail, and you kind of sandwich it in between. And you get to the counter, and you, no eye contact like that. You put it down. You're like chewing. You've got no chewing gum in your mouth. You, you, we've all been there. You buy you buy two Hubba Bubbas as well. You're looking quickly. There's a topic on there all of a sudden. Some Haribos. You spent 25 quid for a 35p paper. That's pretty much the only the female interaction that was getting at 23. You're married, mate. Married. Married. With a cat. Married mate, with a cat, mate. You, you, you can't get married too young. You want to be like me. 35, single. Look at this. Look, Come at, on. look at that. You <laughs> just want to be like that. Look at that. What are you uh, what are you drinking tonight, Spierzo? Uh, so, I hate to. I'm going to shock you here, uh, but I'm not really Don't drinking you red dare wine. Say you've gone soft. I'm not really drinking red wine because um, uh, I get terrible hangovers these days. I, I can't cope with it. So, um, so I'm going for the hard vodka instead because. Um, oh yes. I did a bit. Well, I did a bit of googling, and apparently the hangover is not that, not that bad on a vodka. So. We'll see, we'll see what yeah. happens tomorrow. Right, well, let's uh, let's all cheers then, boys. Let's cheers to a good podcast. Uh, cheers to everyone who's who's on as well. Thank you very much. Um, hopefully, there's plenty of you on. Let's have a look. Uh, oh, that's good. That mm. is good, baby. Right. Um, shall we go on with some wolf stuff, everyone? Seeing as uh, we're 20, 20 minutes in or 18 minutes in. <laughs> let's go on with some wolf stuff. So Wolverhampton Wanderers, that's what we're here for tonight. Um, delighted to have both of you on. Really, really pleased to have both of you on. So let's go straight into it. Um, it's been an interesting season. It's not been I'm surprised you didn't delete the tweet actually, but putting this pod out, knowing your history of deleting tweets this season, you delete more than you than you leave on there, man. Bloody hell. Well, I've got, sorry, I've got, sorry I've got carry on. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I know you hate it. <laughs> I know you hate it, so I'm going to try. There's, and there's a lot. Really I've, I've got a strict running time here, Spears. I can't have your funny quips getting in there. Mate, yeah, I've seen the, the script, uh... mate. There's no, no running order at all. Dear wow. Me. I've done more research <laughs> for this than I've done for the last 199 episodes. Man. Come on, then. Get on with it. Come on. It's been an interesting season so far. Uh, look, we're 75% through the season. It's, it's, it's grade card time. Uh, you've gone home. It's half term. Uh, it's, not, it's not been great. There's been a lot of, a lot of factors, a lot of determining factors. The, the short rest that they've had. Uh, injuries, uh, the signings that they've made, uh, where they are in the table. What would you give? 
what would you give now as a grade for Wolverhampton Wanderers with where they are this season at this moment in time? Go with Mr. Joe Edward first, please. Uh, C plus, maybe. Is, is that how grades work these days? Is it numbers? Is it letters? I'd probably a C plus. Um, you know, j- j- about passable Irving, Irving on the side of half decent. I, I, the, these last few weeks have have improved the mood, haven't they? I mean, you know, at least they've, they've started picking up results. They got away from the possibility, really, of being sucked into it at the wrong end. Um, I still don't think they've really got enough to... Careful there. Dear <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I, I still don't think they're going to be made, you know, in major contention for for kind of, you know, eight for stuff. I think that's a bit, bit of a stretch too far. But if they, if they can get top half, uh, considering where they were and the injuries they've had and, and the disruption over the course of the season, you know, you'd kind of take that and uh, move on to the next and, and out for better things, I think. C-plus, Joe. Tim? Uh, I, th- I mean, I guess if you've got to sort of compare it to the last two seasons, really, and I, I guess you'd say, you'd probably say like an A-minus for the last probably the last two seasons, really. I don't think anyone expected them to finish better than seventh uh, when they first came up. And then, you know, that was sort of above everyone's expectations. So then to do it again last season, which feels like such a long time ago, um, whilst reaching Rugby League quarterfinals, arguably an even bigger achievement. So I think I think you'd probably say A- minus for both of those. So looking at where they were to where they are, I'd, I'd probably say like a C- a C- minus maybe, like down a couple of grades. But... There's so many kind of factors in that. I know you guys have been discussing it all season, as, as have myself. And you know, factors out of their control would be, you know, the, the fatigue that they've suffered, the short the short break last season, um, the poor recruitment. You know, as much as recruitment is in your control, it's, it's, you know, they, they didn't do a great job last summer, um, and also the formation change as well. Um, um, sorry, as in formation change was 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 in their control this season, and then that the, out of control being the, the physical and emotional stress that they've all kind of suffered this year, and then the Jimenez injury as well. Um, so they're on like 35 points now from 28 games. That's roughly like just over a point a game, um, which would get them, I think, to roughly about 47, 48 points this season, the way that they're going. Now, the last two seasons, <clears throat> they've got 57 and 59 points. So at the moment, they're on track to finish about 10 points below where they have done the last se- the last couple of seasons. Yeah. That would put them about twelfth in the table. That's kind of where on where they're on track to be. Um, but is that a fair reflection? I, th- I think it is. But but you know, looking at it in an optimistic sort of way, um, with him and his potentially back, although we won't, no one will be putting any pressure on him, and a good run of fixtures, as I found out the other day, Nathan, um, by studying uh, the fixtures for the rest of the season. <laughs> Sorry, this is something that Judah told me about in like November about this run that they've got coming up towards <laughs> the end of the season. I've been taking the nick out of him ever since. Um, so um, I've got a great run of run of fixtures after this Liverpool game. <laughs> Good but they may they may nudge in, into the top half, and they've what they've lost one of seven. So so they're in decent form in terms of results. But if they finish ten points down, which is what they're on track to do, I guess you would say. Would Raul Jimenez's goals have made up that shortfall? And the answer, his, his history tells us that he scored kind of 13 and 17 goals in the last two seasons. You know, Neto and Neves are top scorer on five this year. And the way that Neto and Traore have been creating chances, I think Jimenez would have got close to his 17 total of last season or maybe even topped it. 
So with with Jimenez in the team, would they be about where they were last season? I, I think they would, to be honest. So um, I think you've just, you know, yes, they've made some mistakes this season. Yes, they've had things out of control, but I don't think they've turned into an average team. Um, I just think they've had an average season. Um, but and there are many reasons say the way, they'll be okay next year. You could say that the way they're playing has not been anywhere near as entertaining. But again, you're looking at different factors in that, aren't you? Like the setup, like changing the formation because of the injuries, like there being no fans in this stadium. All those play a factor, don't they, Joe? Yeah, they do. I just think, you know, there has been mistakes made along the way. And I think the shortcomings do... I think it all kind of relates back to last summer, really. I, you know, I, I think hopefully looking at it in a positive way, they can kind of learn from the mistakes that were made and not not repeat those this summer. And, and you know, it was young players and then obviously Marcel's been injured for most of it. Samada was kind of coming to it um, over these past few months, but not enough of an immediate return, especially losing two key players. So that that is where a lot of the problems lie. Of course, Neto has been magnificent and, you know, one of the best kind of performers in the Premier League this season, let alone just for Wolves. So um, there has been positives, but um, hopefully they can take good lessons from this season and really apply it to next. Because I think the summer and next season is when you kind of really start to see what the ambitions are and what their metal is, really. Oh, it's interesting you say good there, Joe, because that's... that's, that's... In my next segment, because we're going into an old school segment of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So basically, that's really exactly. Eighteen months I've been away. This show doesn't change at all. It's exactly yeah, the same. <laughs> good, bad, and the ugly. How long did it take you to think of that? Bloody hell, mate! Just, just be very flipping careful, because otherwise I'll go hit miss or meh on you. All right. You, don't ask me to be careful. It's you that needs to be careful tonight because I've got a video of you from Turin that I've been dying to unleash on the world. And tonight could be the night, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight could be <laughs> oh. no one else has seen this video. Just me and just Nathan Judah. He knows what's on it. I know what's on it. And he doesn't want anyone to see. Tonight could be the night. Um, that video will stay in the archives of your phone. And I'm really nervous that it is in your phone because... Uh, that was a, that was an interesting night in Turin. Was it pre-game? Was it was it the night before? <laughs> Too well, at what an hour before the game? <laughs> well, no, it was um, it was after the game. I've, I've I've shown it to a few people, but I'm not no, sent it. To what? I, I think I think I've seen it. I think me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, turn it around the press box. I, I, <laughs> I, I think I think me and me and James Fielden saw it when we were in Barcelona. I think for Espanyol. I'm so don't tell him that. I'm sorry, Judah. I'm sorry. I think oh no, I think you were there when I think it was a yeah. But the public there's, might there's see. no way. I mean, I'll probably be out of a job to be fair. That gets the least, though, you know. Probably best to tell. We are we all quiet. We're all, you know, people think we're all in jolly when we go out on these trips. You know, we've got press conferences, we've got work, we're in bed for nine o'clock. Nine o'clock and that's game over. It's a good I'll, night's sleep. Not only have I never seen you like that, I've never seen another human being like that. Wow! <laughs> oh, I, haven't, mate. I haven't. Genuinely, haven't. It was quite. It was quite incredible. A great night, though. Absolutely oh. brilliant night. Oh. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. The good, the bad, and the ugly this season. Good God, these segments are going to be a really struggle. Aren't they? We're only on number two with ten this this tonight. Uh, I'm sweating already. Right. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, the good this season. Who's been good? Who's been bad? And what's been ugly? Uh, Joe, we'll start off with you. The good. Give me a good 
player or something that's happened that's been good this year? Um, I'll go for the obvious one, I guess, which is which is Neto. And, you know, we, we all saw the potential that he had last season and he kind of broke through a bit quicker than everybody expected, considering he was a, you know, a, a signing that was kind of made out of nowhere. Nobody had ever really heard of him. But this season, he has been phenomenal. And, uh, and that's not to, you know... Not to say that he's he's not got improvement to make still, because he has, and he's still a very young player. But he's genuinely one of the best young players that the Premier League has to offer, and he should seriously be in the conversation for the for the young player of the season. I think he'll inevitably probably go to Foden, or you know Saka might be in with the shout as well. But Neto is right up there, glides past players, and he's gained not just a yard of pace, but probably about five yards. He's absolutely lightning quick. You know, if if us to put him in a foot race with a Darmatray or I don't think he'd be far off, to be honest. He's that quick these days and his his acceleration and the way he, he dribbles so quickly with the with the ball is 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 fantastic. You know, he, he comes up against the fullback, he's gonna beat him nine times out of ten. So um Neto has been, you know, re, the real runaway player of the season for Wolves. I don't think anybody's been really close to to his level, and not just his level in one or two games, he's leveled in you know, eight, eight to nine times out of ten. To be honest, he's been he's been consistent and he's been class, and um, it's been a pleasure to watch him. And uh, just hope that you know it can carry on for 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 a couple more years. Really, I think that's that that's the slight worry amongst fans. But um, yeah, uh, he's he's a he's a special talent. He certainly is, Joe. Uh, before we get on, a couple of people. There's quite a few people asking for vids. Uh, for Tim Spears to unleash videos of this. Uh, uh, Matt, Dominic, Paul, Matthew, Hayden, uh, play David Spears. Spears, what are you doing? Get it on board. Uh, he will He will not be playing any kind of video. Uh, Anil as well. Anil, no. no, no, no. Anil Kumar, uh, can you run us through with, uh, your nighttime beauty routine? If you do it live, I will donate £50 to the charity. Anil, of course, for that incredible offer, yes. I will do. Uh, first of all, you get in the shower. You have a beautiful, not hot shower because that affects the skin, but you have a lukewarm shower, Anil. You then use some Kiehl's Blue Herbal Cleanser. You get it in. You put it all over your face, all over your throat. You get out. You don't towel dry. You have to dab it very carefully because you don't want to spoil the skin. Remember, 40 years old, guys, 40 years old. You've got to, you've, you've got to have a few little cheeky bits, a few little cheats. Um, you then go to the uh, the Kiehl's face wash, the Kiehl's face cleanser. You put a little bit of, of lukewarm water on. You then splash it. You splash it all over. You look very white. It's all white all over your face, which is absolutely fine. Um, and then you slowly rinse it off. You dab yourself again. Then there's some midnight oil, a special midnight Kiehl's oil, a blue bottle. You take a few of those bits of oil. You rub it in. It's all lavender. It smells great. All over your face. It's just nice and glazed. Absolutely. It looks fantastic. Um, leave that on. Leave that on throughout the night. And then you've got a little bit of special eye foundation and uh, to stop the wrinkles. And you rub that in as well. Then you go to bed. You put your earplugs in. You have your melatonin. You've got your silk pillow because you don't want a, a normal pillow because that can affect the skin quality. And you go to sleep. Happy days with your wife and your two dogs in the bed. It's a win-win. Uh, when do you uh, when do you trim your nether regions? And do you have any issues with that at all? Do you need any help? Do you need any new equipment? Well, I mean, look, if you want to flog this manscaping uh, tool, and that's absolutely fine, mate. I, I tell you what, I mean, if you've if you've used it, and I'm sure you get two or three or four special uh, freebies. I mean, you don't want to nick yourself down there, pal. Can you imagine? 
agony. Um, I should just stress, I don't read those out because uh, because I need to or, or, or I need the product myself. I'm, I'm quite happy with 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 my arrangements. <laughs> with your, with your uh, hedge. Oh, uh, dear. Although in lockdown, there's no point, is there really? Um, no. <laughs> it's like Epping Forest, to be honest. It's 7.30 at night. Do not pass watershed like? I would highly recommend. This is going down quickly. Uh, How much vodka have you had already, man? The Lawnmower 3.0. Very good. Very good. Right, podcast. Oh, God. I don't think we're going to get done through this tonight, honestly. A little bit of cologne when you nick it. Oh, ag- oh agony. Uh, right, talking about uh, the nether regions, the bad, Tim, the bad. Uh, so the good is Pedro Neto. What's the bad? Yeah, there's there's no other good, is there? There's no there's no other good, and Joe Joe summed it up um, brilliantly. I'd I'd also I'd give shout outs to Cody and Neves probably as like the spine of the team, just because they haven't kind of set the world alight individually. But I think they've been carrying other players half the time. You know the defence and then you know the issues with Matinho midfield. They've been uh, they've been pretty good. But as far as bad, I mean, how long have you got really? Um, uh, I mean, Matinho. Matinho's got to be an option because he's just been so far down. What, what, what we know he can do, and it's quite, it's quite, it's quite sad, really, to see uh, such a great player um, struggling in games. You know, when he's he's playing these like five, ten yard passes, just straight out of play. Mm. It's um, under no pressure. I've seen it quite a few times this season, including a couple of times at Villa last weekend. So. Um, so Matinho would be, would be would be one, but I think in general it would have to be the strikers since Jimenez left. Um, you'd put you know elements of of William Jose and Fabio Silva together to to make a, a bad striker in terms of Jose's awareness in the box, which is just non-existent because mm-hmm. balls come in the box and he doesn't react. And Silva, who's the opposite, he sees the balls, he goes for them, but he but he misses pretty much every chance. So the fact they've scored one goal from open play since Jimenez got injured between them. Is um is embarrassing really. So it's three and a half months now since since Jimenez suffered his, his horrific injury. So you know one goal from a striker in open play since then is just unacceptable. And the recruitment team have got to, got to take the the blame for that. You know they've um they went out spent big money on silver. They spent a lot of time in January looking for their striker mm-hmm. to come in. So and neither of them have lived up to expectations. I don't think we've seen anywhere near the best of William Jose. And um, hopefully he can do it in the next couple of months because otherwise there's no chance of him joining permanently. No, zero chance. Um, I would say for the good as well. Um, I've got I've got Rui Patricio down. Who I think's come on leaps and bounds. He had a couple of yeah. couple of dodgyish games. I think where yeah, some people are questioning him. He's done well, yeah. Uh, but I think he's I think he's done really really well. And uh, look, he's, he's he's a solid. He's an absolute model professional. And uh, I think that he's going to be crucial if Wolves are going to do things in the next two or three seasons. That he is one hundred percent still at Wolves, um, top top keeper, and probably doesn't get mentioned in the best keepers in the league. But you look at some of them and some of the mistakes they make. He's he's definitely right up there for me. Be yeah. ugly. Anyone who wants to go with ugly? Uh, <laughs> um, Marsala, yes, and his injuries, and it's the fact that you do look at his injury record actually, and Wolves, I guess, kind of knew what they were getting into. Um, you, I mean, when you're looking at these online, I guess you take them with a pinch of salt. But if you look at his injury record going back about five or six years, it's all thigh, muscle, adductor, groin. And he's had two five surgeries within the space of a month. You know, this these past couple of months, feel sorry for him in in a, in a sense, really, because whenever he has played, he's looked quite good mm. and he's looked very solid. And that 
especially when things weren't going great at the back, you did wonder whether he could do a job on the left of the, of the three as a more central defender. I know he's not the biggest, but he played there for Leon. And you thought, well, he could be a decent option, but because of injuries and consistent injuries, not just one or two, it's been, you know, he's missed more games than he's played. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's been an unfortunate one, but I suspect he'll still be at the club come, you know, beyond the summer because I don't think anybody be chomping at the bit to take him off Wolves' hands and um, he's contracted for another year. So hopefully those ease up. But yeah, it's not gone the way he would have liked at all. Anyone else for ugly, Tim? Uh, I mean, well, the whole defence really, certainly in terms of um, dealing with crosses, has just been a joke uh, on the whole. More than half their goals conceded from crosses and, and set pieces. Uh, they've gone from having like the fourth and fifth best defence in the last two seasons to having the sixth worst at the moment. Why have you just sent me so, that picture? Um, because I just wanted to tease you. Just oh, God. <laughs> took a little screenshot of the video and sent it to Judah, just so he knows I've got oh, it right up my finger. God. Oh, no, I've just seen the other flip-flop. <laughs> Carry on. Um, I would say probably a combination of Samedo and Aitnori defensively. Just been very, very weak. That was sort of the biggest problem with 4-2-3-1. That, you know, you, you've got Cody and Bolly in the middle. I think it's got the makings of a decent centre-half partnership but with nothing either side. And Samedo and Aitnori just they're letting their opposition winger get past them, letting crosses come in. It was just a deluge, really. So um, Look, you've, got, you've got 19-year-old Ryan Aitnori or 20-year-old or whatever he is, is now. I mean, he's going to make mistakes. That's it's going to happen. You know, he's learning his trade in, in the Premier League. Very, very he's difficult. Third, he's third choice, though, isn't he? He's, he's behind Johnny and Marcel, but both of them are injured. So that, that's just See, the way it went. Absolutely. And you know, he's had a couple of decent games. I thought he was very good at Manchester United uh, when, he, when it was him and Hoover down the side. And you're going to get that with a young kid. Samedo, though, I mean, he's coming with a, you know, a big reputation from a big club for big money. Can you give him time to settle in? Is, is it, is his, has his performances been, for me, have been very underwhelming. And, and I think he does get better in games, but then he gets lost. He goes past players and, and then another game he doesn't have the confidence to attack players, especially against Aston Villa. You would desperate for him to go past and go on like Doc used to do and it was there for him to, to put that pressure on and then at the other end when you think he's having an okay game there's one catastrophic error that comes on which which sometimes lead to a you know a goal conceded um I think um I think a factor with all of the new signings none of them have, none of them have set the world alight this season and, and I guess you've got to wonder if if you know the pandemic's playing a part in that because They've, they've, they've not gone through the same pre-season routines as they'd normally put out. They can't socialise with any teammates. They can't. Some of them haven't brought their family over. Um, they can't go and explore. They can't pop down to London like Jota Neves would always used to do. You can see all over their Instagram, popping down to London in the week. They, they can't do any of that, and, and it's probably going to have an effect on their performances. Um, but, yeah, Samedo, I mean, he, he, I agree what you said with Aitnori, Norian. I think he's he's the most likely one that they'll sign out of the three low knees that they've got purely on his potential, which I think he's shown quite a bit of this season. But Semedo, he's come from Barcelona. He's ready-made. He's Portuguese international. And he's making the same number of mistakes defensively. So I don't think he's contributing enough going forward to balance out the weaknesses he's got defensively. Um, I think he's got one assist, um, no goals, doesn't create many chances. His dribbling is excellent. His tackling is excellent. But he's, he's, got, he's got a rick in him. He's got a rick in him every week. However, the, the money they've spent on him, unless they're going to flog him, then, then he's, he's got to play. He's got You're to not play. getting that money back, though, are you? Well, I mean, I know Mendes can, can work wonders in the transfer market, but at the same time, you move players. But 60 million quid, when you talk about players and signing a... And we'll go on to this in a little bit, but you talk about signing a maybe a, an absolute superstar, a ready-made superstar for 40, 50 million quid at the back. 
And you've got 60 million quid invested in Fabio Silva and, and Nelson Semedo. Question marks have got to be asked at this, at this, st- at this stage. At this stage. Yeah, definitely. Um, just just a, a bit on the ugly as well. I, I, it pains me to say it a little bit, but I think it's been a bad season for, for Lilianda Dendonka as well. He's not really found his footing either in midfield or defence, really. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's he was given quite a creative licence for quite a while to try and score goals and kind of came close and was perhaps a little bit unlucky at times, but didn't really justify having that creative license. And then he's gone to the back and he does fill in and and does do a job. But like, I don't think he's really, you know, showing himself up to be, you know, a a player of massive quality this season. I don't think he's done himself justice. Um, I think he'll be looking at himself and probably thinking he can do a better job next season. He'll Mm -hmm. he'll, he'll hope to have a settled spot in midfield probably, but, you know, he's got to justify that spot and um, his performances have been a bit up and down, a bit inconsistent. Good stuff, boys. Let's move on to the next. Uh, by the way, thank you, everyone who's on there. Uh, I'm just going to say there's over 350 people on uh, live as we speak, which is absolutely fantastic. Hi, everyone. Um, latest uh, charity page, like I say, we've all tweeted the page. If you can donate during this podcast, we'd love you to do it. We are on 1,200 and five pounds for breast cancer oh, yeah. at this moment Whoa. in time. 1,205 quid. So that's awesome. Don't expect you to do it if you're watching this, but you know, at half time when you've got that break and afterwards, please, please, please get on those links the and just give us a little bit. Uh, uh, right. Two, 200 each for these. So that's another 200 in the bank there. I'm going to donate these rings. Is it, gonna start, we're going to start making it rain with the ones, baby. Uh-huh. You take that crown to the pawn shop, you'll get loads. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, yeah. yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been long, it's been a long lockdown for you, Spears. Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to see the history that you had to delete tonight on that laptop before you get around. Give it a good old clean. Uh, right. Careful, mate. Careful. Uh, you, give it, you, you, you be careful. careful. Um, shall, we, um, shall we go for an old school little bit of a segment? As long as you've done your research. Tim. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, sorry. Hang on. I just clicked something. Hang on. There we go. Sorry. It's back now. Oh, I don't, sorry. Te- technical problems here, mate. Technical problems. What were oh, you saying? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I think it's my Wi-Fi, actually. I think it's my Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi's not great. I'm good-looking lad, then. Good-looking lad. I was just big bones, sorry, my mum said. Just big bones. Was that in your uh, Was that in your chicken chow main to the cinema days, was it? That was, that was back in... Uh, that was beef chow, man, and chicken fried rice at Ice Age, Ice Age 2, <laughs> missing a journalism seminar um, because I'd already gone, to, already gone to this lecture. But it was fine because I had I had food as my friend. <laughs> oh, bless you. But look oh. at you now. Look at you now. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, why? I knew, there was, I knew this was going to be an issue, inviting you on the podcast hearing me. Right. Tim Spears, for all time's yeah. sake, where are we massive in? Tim Spears, where are we massive in? Tim Spears, where are we massive in this week? Well, you gleefully gave me the the, the passwords to your account, which was, <laughs> you want to see what I've done with that, uh, to see to see where you've been uh, listening to. The password to. hasn't changed since you were um, on. No, so that's why. <laughs> the same one I set about five years ago. Um so yeah, I just uh, really great to see you know just how much the, the podcast has grown um, in the eighteen months I've been away and all the new places that you guys are, are now being listened to. It's just really heartening for me to see that you know despite 
uh, my departure, you guys have really grown um, and been listening to in, in some real far-flung places now, um, such as Stourbridge wow. and, uh, and Cannock as well and, uh, and Dudley. So, um, no, wow. I'm, uh, Massive. I'm joking, of course. You've um, <laughs> spread your nest far and wide. Uh, the 12th uh, most listened to town, or you listen to uh, the 12th most in this town, was Rill in Wales. Wow. Uh, which, you know, real glamour town. I think you should do the next live podcast there, to be honest. Uh, known, of course, for its real clock tower. Um, a major tourist attraction. Uh, and their famous, most famous citizen, of course, is uh, Lisa Scott Lee from Steps. Steps, who- yeah. Judas probably had around for a New Year's Eve party. No, no. Actually, I did um, hear an interesting thing about Steps. Alana might might be going on a tour with them uh, soon. Of course so, she is. There you go. There you go. There we go. Maybe, maybe, maybe. How are the little mix? I've heard all sorts of things. So one of them's one of them's left. All sorts of going on. Jesse's gone, mate. Jesse's gone. But but three of them are there and, and still 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 flying that flag, mate. Top draw. Couldn't you have got her on tonight, Jesse? Bit of Wolf's chat. Fortunately not, man. Unfortunately not. I mean, you thought you were expensive, dearie. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so twelve real. What else have we got? Uh, so you're big in Iran this week. Uh, one listen in Iran. I'd, I'd absolutely love to know who, who that person is. Just sat in Iran. Might be watching, if you're watching here, if you're watching live, then let us know. To the Unix Wolf podcast. Andranik Taimorian. Remember him? Iranian who played in the Prem for Bolton and Fulham, I believe. Maybe it's him. Probably is, isn't and- it? Andranik, there we go. Time over. What a midfielder. Probably is. I think we've cracked that one. Um, <laughs> you're also massive in St. Lucia this week. One solitary listen, who I'm presuming is Chris Rock, still on holiday uh, yes. and, and waiting to listen to his apology uh, for you to tell him to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it remarkable. Oh, dear. Did you talk about that on the podcast? Or is that, is yeah, we that did talk about yeah, that on we the did. podcast. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, if people um, are making noise when I'm trying to watch the sunset, then you know they're going to get told I don't care who they are. Did you know who he was when you told him to, to shut no, up? No, no idea. We had no idea who was next door. Of course, we can't we can't hear or see anybody. But you know, if you're making noise, you're making noise. I just want to take it in. I want to you know do my yoga. I want to you know just drink in the beautiful sea air. And if people are making a noise and getting drunk while I'm trying to do that, then they're going to get yeah. told. Yeah, but not if you knew who he was. <laughs> In which case, you'd be down there asking for a retweet. I know what you're like. Hey, just some more followers for me, Chris. Remember <laughs> you added Justin Bieber and Britney Spears as well. Used to wow, wow. Desperate he was. Desperate to get to 10,000 followers. He finally oh, got you're embarrassing yourself. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Absolutely oh incredible. Oh, at least I don't <laughs> at plant this season. At more Spears. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, dear. Um, anyway, yeah, there you go. That's where you're massive in, lads. Okay, excellent. Thank you very Yay. much. Thank you very much. Right, it's time for the first auction item of the night. So, people who are on the comment screen, just for now, and I know you, you're putting great comments in there. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll get through to a lot of them later on. But can you just make sure you put your bids in there now? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what the auction item is. And if you want to bid on it, then just put yes. Put yes or me or show a hand or whatever. And we'll go further and further up. But please, please... Don't bid if you're not going to bid on the item. There's a little bit of trust here because obviously we're live. So here we go. This is a bid to come on to a future Wolves podcast as a special guest. So as a special guest, join me and join Joe. Come in and we'll have you on the podcast live for the whole of the world to listen to. So please can we start bidding at £25. £25 to come on the podcast, a future podcast, 
as a special guest. Can I see anyone at £25? Mm. Anyone at all? 25 so, quid. Would this be in person when we can do it in person? Or... In person or whatever they want to do. So does, would or... anyone like to come on the podcast? Come on, folks. You can be listening to it Or come digital? People in real will listen to this. You can look at Nathan's makeup on his face in close detail. You can be in, in viewing angle of, of all the foundation on his face with his, with his YSL marker pen. There's a few layers there. <laughs> Paul Mantle, £25. Thank you very much. Poco drop. Okay, I'll tell you what. Anyone else? So can I get uh, 35 Anyone 35 £35. So we've got Paul's winning at 25 Anyone 35 Mm. Yes, James Marnie, 35. James Good Marnie. man. £40. Anyone for 40 Anyone for 40 James is winning at 35 Anyone for 40 Yes, Thomas Duffy. Duffman. Of course it is. Of course it is. Wolf, Whistle Pod- Wolf Whistle Podcast, £50. Okay, let's, mm. let's, uh, let's go 70 Anyone for £70? Anyone £70? We've got Wolf Whistle leading the way at the moment with £50. Have we got £70 to come on the podcast? Justin Rouse done a quid for what it's worth. Oh, but... great. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we have got... So we've still got it. We've got Wolf Whistle leading for 50 Have we got anyone for 70 Going once. Anyone for 70 Going twice. Anyone for 70 Going, yes, Paul oh, Mansell, £70, right in there. Drama, drama, drama. Can we have anyone else? Anyone going to outbid it? We've got Paul Mantle for £70. Anyone want to bid any higher than that? Going once to Paul for 70 Going twice for a Wolves podcast appearance for 70 Gone to Wee. Paul Mantle. Paul Mantle, well done. £70, congratulations. £70, please. Paul, just get uh, get in touch with me, mate, uh, through Twitter, and uh, we'll sort that out. Uh, but that's great. Paul Mansell, thank you very much. Oh, Duffman, you just missed out, man. You just missed out. It just gone. £70. Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, there's two special items in the next uh, next half, including a very special piece of Nuno memorabilia. Nuno. I thought you could just leave it a piece of Nuno. Yeah, a piece of Nuno. Uh, Nuno, <laughs> Nuno memorabilia. Wanna, wanna, very, very excited for that. Right, okay. Um, you yourself as a bit of a David Dickinson. I mean, you've got, you've got, you've got the fake tan, you've dyed your hair, you're, you're very similar people. I'll take it, mate. I'll take it. 100%. A little bit of bargain hunt. Uh, right, let's go back onto Wolves, shall we? Position strengthening in the summer. Uh, look, who, who's... Where do Wolves need to strengthen? It's obvious they need to strengthen. This is a massive summer for Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. You feel, with the players they've got at the moment, with the talent they've got at their disposal... Uh, gents, uh, first of all, they've got to keep some of their key players, but also they've got to invest, don't they? And they've got to, with fans back and when the expectation is going to be huge next season, they need to improve in, in so many areas. Tim, do you want to go first? Where do they need to improve? Uh, probably down the I mean, I seem to say every year, really, but, but probably down the spine. I mean, you're looking the two main priorities, and I don't know which is more than the other, but you're looking at a centre-half and a centre-midfielder have just got to come in. And then... Um, they need to decide what formation they're going to play, I guess, because if, if they're going to play a 4-2-3-1, then, then they'll need strength in depth because they haven't got any um, behind, uh, certainly behind the forwards, behind uh, Traoré, Pedenza, Neto. There's, there's no one else. 
that um, that screams out to me. So we'll see what happens with Vitinha. Um, so yeah, you, like I said, you go through the spine. I'll be very interested to see if they sign a striker. Um, Jimenez, Jimenez played every single Premier League game of the last two seasons before he got this injury. If he was to play every single game next season, then they'd want Fabio Silva to be that backup, wouldn't they? Um, and I think they've seen enough of him to know that he's worth kind of pursuing with. Um, so do they want another striker as well on top of that? We know how they work. We know they don't buy players unless they have to. It's a very sort of kind of small squad. So isn't really, that a gamble? Uh, isn't that a gamble? Is, knowing, knowing we, we don't know how Raul's going to be when he comes massive back. Massive gamble. Massive gamble. It's the gamble they played for the last three years, and it's not been a problem. We 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 say week after week on the podcast. What happens if Matt Doherty gets injured? They never had any right back before Oscar Burr sort of emerged at all. Same with Connor Cody. So they've always treaded that that fine line, and it's never it's never um, never been a massive issue. But this season it has. So um, so yeah, they need to decide what formation they're going to play. Um, if, it's, if it's going to be four at the back, they've got to bring in a top-class centre-half. Um, um, if they're playing three at the back, I think it's Cody and Bolly with one other, and they've, they've still got to bring one in. Um, but the key is, is if, if Bolly is at his best, that helps a lot. But but they've got to bring a defender in. I've been saying it for years, to be honest. And um, they bought in Vallejo, and it didn't really work. Didn't bring in anyone, anyone last didn't summer. Didn't really work. Um, exactly. So, um, you know, they, they looked at someone like Ruben Diaz, you know, they had a good long look at him and were quoted 50 million and they didn't like it. And then a year later, he goes to Man City for 65 and, and people say it's probably a bargain now. Absolutely. So they, they also need to look at their philosophy. Are they are they going to go in the market for, for first team ready players or are they still going to look to sign young players to develop that most of us have never heard of when they come in? Um, and It's worked well for them, but if they're going to break into the top six, they might have to have a rethink. But Joe, I mean, you know, look, we all love Nuno. He's done, he's done a fantastic job. However, there have been question marks, certain question marks about Nuno this season. And you, Nuno will probably be the first to admit that he's made some, some, some poor errors this year of judgment. Do you feel for him moving forward that Wolves need a good season next year and that, and that for that to happen, Nuno needs to get the players and the backing from the board and from Fosun? Yeah, it's it's a massive window. I can't you know understate it, and you know it, it is it is massive. It's it's you know they've had they've had what for, it'll be three seasons in the Premier League, and it's kind of you got to try and I know the pandemic limits you, and finances may not be as free as they would have been, but you know you've got to spend big relative to the market, whether that's big fees like we've seen in, in summers past, then maybe not. But I think you've got to spend big in the context of what everybody else is doing. Um, they need a centre-back, they need a centre-midfielder, and they need a centre-forward still for me. Um, you know, even with Jimenez coming back and Silva obviously developing, obviously the bought in Jose, and I haven't really made much of him, to be honest, of, of, of what, he's, what he's done so far. I think he's been a little bit static. I'm not sure... That he really suits suits Wolves' system. I think he needs somebody playing just in behind him, like a Pedence was in those first few games. He looked quite good in those first few games, but without him, I think he's really struggled. So they need us. They need us through the spine of the team. They need that. They'll probably need a goalkeeper because I'd imagine John Ruddy will probably want to go and play for the last few years of his career. And then it's that left left wing back situation of uh, whether you get Ryan Aitnuri in at a, at a cut price or whether you decide to do something else there. But the centre-back, centre-midfield, centre-forward are the big key things for me. And I would like to see a domestic signing made. I would like to see them 
change tack and get somebody that at least there is a bit of background knowledge on. I know he has worked in the main, um, but I think there comes a point where you've got to try and sign a, a player from a rival or from a from a, from a from a team somewhere kind of near you or just below you in the league to just try and make a bit of a statement, really. And um, fingers crossed that could happen this summer. You know, make a big play for an established Premier League player. And we're going to, I'm going to come ask both of you about, about certain players that Wolves could potentially target and, and, and who would help them. Um, but I'll put it to both of you, gents. For me, they've got to have more than just waiting on George Mendes. You know, they've got to have more irons in the fine to me from the, from the last couple of windows. And, of course, we all know that, that Wolves have done very, very well out of Mendes. However, they saw the other side of things, I think, for the first time uh, this season. So do they or can they? Um, have other areas where they can they can look at. Of course, you know we had we had Thelwell before looking and signing other players, but it seems to me like they're waiting for Mendes to make moves and to bring them players. And if that if he can't do that, then then that's it. It's no good. So Tim, what, what do you think the situation? Do they need to have more diversity in the transfer market? That's the bed that, that they've made. That's that's what's worked so well for them over four years. I, I don't see them ripping that up now after. after after last summer's window, I, I just I just don't see that happening. I mean, I, I agree, maybe a bit more diversity and a bit more leaning on the excellent recruitment team that, that, that they've put together. You know, it's easy to ignore, but they've got a lot of full-time staff, recruitment-wise and scout-wise, whose job it is to find players. Um, but often, so often, when it comes to it, when it comes to the crunch and it comes to Nuno's decision on who they do bring in, it's, it's Mendes that, that they side with. So perhaps there needs to be... Uh, well they'll need to move away from that eventually because there'll come a time when, when Mendes and Nuno either aren't around or, or just or have lost their touch or whatever. Um, so Fosa need to plan for that. They can't rely on Mendes forever. They can't rely on Nuno forever. He'll he'll leave at some point. So, um, yes, that does need to happen. Do I think it will? No. Um, and I think also you've got to remember, as much as he's kind of a divisive figure in the football world, George Mendes has done inc- incredible things for Wolves and, and mm. opened doors that they would never have, have got anywhere near. You know, Jan Matinho and Rui Patricio signing for a newly promoted Premier League team. Ruben Neves joining in the Championship. Jota joining the Championship. Never, ever, ever happens without Mendes. So, um, they're, lucky to, but, but, they're lucky to have him in his context book, but there is an over-reliance, I think, at times, yeah. But when was the last time that Wolves had a good transfer window? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while since the, since since the since uh, the first summer before the Premier League in terms of success rate. Mm. Um, but uh, do you know what though? I, th- I think we've been spoiled, and we, that's what we've got used to. If you look at most of the clubs, they're they're pretty hit miss or meh, as you'd love to say. Um, but because Wolves' hit rate has been so so good for so many years, um, yeah, that th- they have failed on a few. Um, and they've got like Joe says, it's such an important summer this summer if um, if they really want to. Because other teams are getting ahead of them now. Leicester, mm. Leicester look like miles ahead of them to me. Whereas I think you're saying the last year or two they've been pretty equal. So um, yeah, massive summer of incoming. They do, they do, Tim, and I agree with that with Leicester. However, I do feel that that Wolves are closer to Leicester than they are with the rest of the pack who are in and around them. Yeah, and and you know, they've they've got some great players, but so are Wolves. And it's interesting uh, recently when you've got James Madison injured and you've got Harvey Barnes injured, who have been two of their most influential players in centre midfield and all of a sudden Leicester look absolutely bang average. Jamie Vardy looks like a 35-year-old Jamie Vardy. You've got Thielman's trying to trying to, trying to to do everything he can in the middle and they look very much like... Well, and Wolves have had those players and those injuries all season so I think that sometimes, you know, if you put the, that main squad back together again and you get everybody fit, they are closer to Leicester than they are perhaps the, 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 
the lower league teams in and around them at this moment yeah. in time. So I'd like to see Palaces and your Southamptons and whatnot. I think it's just those key additions in certain areas. Like I said, defence and midfield. Like I said earlier, Wolves haven't turned into an average team. They're just having an average season. In my, in my opinion, people might disagree, but but I just think they're having a bad season for a lot of circumstances. So it's massive for, for two or three additions this summer, but no, they don't need an overhaul. They don't need six or seven signings to come in. Um, it's just those key additions in key areas. But Joe, if they do have these key additions in key areas and, and they do need one or two or three tweaks, how important is it that they keep what they've got already? Yeah, or do you I mean, think that, or do you, or do, you, do you think that they could get rid of one or two and still make the inroads that they want to do and push for European positions, like you know, like is the aim and the goal? I don't think you can lose any more than one key player. Um, I think you can perhaps get away with losing one to kind of really fund what you want to do. And we've alluded to it a few times. If you were asked the question, you've got to lose one of Neves, Neto, or Traore, then you'd probably pick Traore. Um, to, to kind of fund what else you want to do. And other, I think he's the one you could lose with the least effect. But that being said, he's, you know, he, he's, as Nuno, I think, said in the week, he's, he's a player that Wolves are waiting for to explode, really. It, once he really kind of kicks it into the gear, he could be, you know, on, on another level, really. But it's just waiting for that to happen. And it's a case of how long do you wait for that to happen, really? Is there a cut-off point? Um, especially with his, you know, contract situation going on. So, um, but yeah, in an ideal world, you keep the group and build on top of it because we saw last season when you lost two key players and the goals that they're providing in in Doherty and Jota, then you're just really kind of setting yourself up for a really difficult task. And you know, replacing those players isn't isn't an easy task at all. Tell you what, that Pedro Gonçalves looks a player, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what they need, isn't it? Goal scorer midfielder, top, top scorer in the Portuguese leagues. The next Bruno Fernandes, he's all right, isn't he? He's not bad, not bad at all. Uh, right, so I'm going to ask both of you. You know, what kind of players do you think Wolves could aim for in the summer before we go to the break and people can get a top up and uh, going to have a Jimmy Riddle, etc. So, what do you think? Um, what do you think are the players that Wolves could could really have a look at and think they are attainable? Uh, I'm going to start us off because I want to talk. Uh, I'm going to say that they want to. My, one of my favourites is, or two of my favourites, one's Adamola Luckman from Fulham. I think he's superb. I think he's exactly fits the bill. I know he plays on the left hand side, but with Neto switching these days as well, and if you, we don't know what's going to happen with Damatrio. Of course, he hasn't signed that contract yet. But when you look at him and you look at him, I, I think that he could be perfect. Of course, not a Fulham player at the moment uh, with Leipzig, but at the same time, he could be one. I'm sure there'll be a lot of other people who interest him, but. People remember him for that stupid penalty that he took. But actually, uh, I think he scored four goals, three assists this term in a struggling Fulham side. And he's been influential with uh, with their up term. And, uh, and to be honest, they could stay up uh, Fulham. Um, uh, Brighton, Newcastle getting sucked into those those two relegation places. So I think he's one. And, and also, you talk in midfield and you talk about Jean Moutinho potentially getting phased out. You'd expect him to probably get phased out next season. Um, and, and Albion player, OK, Yakuza's done really, really well for, for Albion this season. Uh, he's come in. He's coming on loan from Celta Vigo, I think, in the last five games. They've only conceded two. And uh, and he's he's very, very useful, honestly. Very good player. Uh, you don't know him? He is. No, he's, he's, no, 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 I do. I just, I'm he, just... Uh, no, sorry, carry on. He's strong. Uh, he wins the ball very, very well. It gives you that protection. And I think he could be an ideal signing, which will allow someone like 
Ruben Neves to play a little bit further. Uh, Joe, who, who do you think, um, who are your guys who you think that maybe Wolves could go for? I was having a think, and one midfielder that I'm surprised has never really come into serious conversation is uh, William Cavalio, uh, Portuguese midfielder. Um, he's one that gets tentatively linked each kind of summer, and you, you kind of hear his name in the Andre Silva mould. But Wolves need to do something in midfield to get more goals from it, and it's whether they go in, in the market for an attack-minded midfielder, i.e. a, a Gonçalves, you know, that kind of player, or they're getting a more robust defensive-minded player that allows Neves to really kind of take the shackles off and be that um, attack-minded midfielder. We've seen it over mm-hmm. the last few weeks, actually. They scored five goals and now three have been from the penalty spot. But two, interestingly, have been in the penalty box, which is you know an anomaly, really, with Neves. And that header at Newcastle was brilliant. So Cavalier was played with Neves for the national team. He's played with Martinho for the national team. Of course, played with Patricio Samedo. The list goes on. And he's not really done a, an amazing amount at Betis, but he's still got a good reputation. I think he's 28 years of age. I don't think he'd have to break the bank to get him. Um, I'm just a little bit surprised that he's not a player that has really come into consideration before now. Um, but if if Wolves can't find that Gerard Lampard type because they don't grow on trees, then maybe you look at a conservative midfielder like him, like, like Enjoy was, a player that Wolves never really replaced. I know Enjoy's not the Messiah, but he, he did a good job in the Championship. If he can get a, an upgraded version of that, he could play a very effective role and maybe allow Neves to be that goal-scoring midfielder that he's got the uh, potential to be. Carvalho, uh, Tim, who, who, are your, who are your guys? I mean, like a, like a dream signing of someone who's in, who's in the... It's a shame West Ham are having such a good season because Suchek would just be perfect. You yeah. know, he's, he's scored eight goals. He wins loads in the air. Um... He's, he's a de- he's a decent fall in central midfield, and he cost he cost twenty million pounds. It's unbelievable, really. He's got the energy and the physicality of Dendonka, but he adds the goals on top of that, and that's why it's such a shame that Dendonka hasn't kicked on because you know he's got the engine. We know that he's got the work rate. He can do the dirty work, but he can't score. Have you uh, written Dendonka off then, have you, or do you think that he can become that Suchek? I mean, he's missed five big chances this season already. Well, last season. He scored four goals from 20 attempts last season. And that was one of the highest sort of goal-to-shot ratios in the league, as you can imagine. Four, four, four goals from 20 mm. is ridiculous. Um, obviously, he played a lot in defence last season, so he didn't have too many shots. And I expect him to kick on this season, and he hasn't. And I just wonder if Nuno might think, I can get the best out of him here. And we've seen him transform individual players in the past, like Cody, like Traore, and well, well loads of them, so many, Doherty as well. I just wonder if he thinks this this might be a bit of a project for him next season to get goals out of Dendonka and save him spending 20, 30 million, maybe even more. Um, I really like him. It's not happened for him this season. Um, I'm not sure it will, um, but that's a decision for them to make. I mean, these kind of things are sort of futile, as as you know, because Wolves end up finding players that (laughs) often we just haven't heard of, you know, sort of. Um, Martino and Traor. everyone's heard of them. They all say, Oh, yeah, good player, good player. Always <laughs> rated him. <laughs> but they tend to get down the younger route. And I wonder if they'll look at someone like Josh De Silva at Brentford, who's having a really, really good season. You know, a driving left footed midfielder would add a bit of balance with a left foot. He's got seven goals and four assists this season. You know, he's doing, he's young, he's doing really well. Someone like him is probably, if they're going to go domestic, is what they kind of look at. I mean, for me, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. But Emmy Buendia would be amazing in that team. 
Wolves are too reliant on the flanks for me. If they had him in the 10 doing nothing but creating, which would mm. never happen under Nuno, but he's got um, he's got 10, uh, 11 assists this season, 10 goals. He's created 100 chances. Wow. Um, I just think I, th- I think it's phenomenal. I d- he didn't do himself justice at all last year, and I, I think he I think he'll do a really good job for somebody next season. Um, I don't think it'll be Wolves because he doesn't seem like Nunes to play. But I would love that him in the ten, and then Neto and Traore slash Pedenzi the side with him and Ez up front. What a front four that'd be! Yeah, just just very quickly on that point, I think the Championship is definitely a market that they should be having a bit of a look at. You know, a bit more of a look at. You know, the the only really well, signed one. Watkins, they've done very well, haven't they? You know, when they exactly. And even if even if you're looking to get a striker, I've written a little bit for tomorrow's paper, uh, cheap. Oh, but but, hell. but Ivan Tony scored a lot of goals. I know he'd probably be a big fee, but it was a big fee for 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 Watkins, and that's paid off for Villa. João Pedro looks a very good player at Watford, and Wolves like players with salon fees. Um, you know, if if Norwich didn't go up by some some miracle, then maybe Pukki would be worth a look. You know, if you can get him at a decent, if you can get him at a decent price, you know he scores he scores goals. And um, Lucas Schwer is another one which is interesting. Twenty seven Portuguese, um, you know, scored nineteen goals I think in the championship this season. I mean, maybe not the sexiest signing, but if he's if he's scoring goals in the championship and Nuno and everybody at Wolves always talks up how great the championship was and what a competitive division it was and how it stood him in good stead for the Premier League, then. You know, I think it's worth a look at the players that are doing well in that division and because mm. I think the two of them could really strengthen Wolves. Before we go, boys, before we break off for, um, for five minutes, back four, back five next year, or do you think they'll be mixing and matching? Uh, or back three, whatever you want to call it. Um, both, for me. <laughs> like, they've got to, they can't just rely on one, they've got to have two. But yeah, I think that I think they need to explore 4 2 3 one for sure. Yeah, I think kind of both. I, I just think they need... You know, they need players regardless, and there's a, is, maybe there's at times a bit too much focus on system. I think they've just got to play better regardless of the system and just find a way of playing and creating more chances and just being a bit more expressive. So, um, yeah, probably a mixture of the two. Brilliant. We'll leave it there, gents. Uh, that, that, that becomes the end of the, of the first half. Uh, right. First of all, I'm just going to click and see how much we are on the donation, see if we've got any so far during what we've done. Wow, 1,004. <laughs> Stop it. Get it back on the screen now. Get it up. Get it up. 1,475 pounds we are at. Thank you so much. For anyone in the interval, please donate if you haven't already. Um, we've got two brilliant auction items straight afterwards. We're going to do, because I know there's a slight delay on some of the comments, people putting their bids in. I'm going to say what the auction item is. We'll then start a segment, and then whoever's got the highest bid at the end of that we'll get the item. I think that's the fairest way to do it. So thank you very much for that. We are also going to be taking all your questions in the second half and we've got the return of abuse of the week. I'm going to tweet out, <laughs> tweet out uh, straight after this. Make sure you reply for your abuse of the week tweets um, for me, for Joe, for Tim, and also for Mr. Luke Hatfield, who we might see and um, who's doing the, uh, the technical stuff tonight. Uh, we might see a little, a little bit of a picture of him later when he might come and say hello. So for, for Luke, for Joe, for Tim and for myself. Look at the tweet that I'm going to send out in about the next two minutes and please reply and I'll be reading out the best or worst abuse of the week tweets. Right, let's go and get drinks. Let's go and get topped up. We'll see you in about 15 minutes. 
Boom! Boom! Aldi beer. Oh, yeah, baby. How's Come it going? Out. Yeah. A little bit of Aldi beer. I like it. You're on it like a car bonnet. Spears, are you still on the bucket, baby? Sorry, you what? Wow. Sorry. You are absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. I've not been drinking very much this year. I did dry jam. Uh, I don't like drinking on my own. So, you know, you're uh, on your, you've, we've got we've got nearly 400 people online. You've got no, no, three. So I'm this fine is... drinking tonight, but let's just see let's just see what happens, shall we? Okay. What you want me to ask, Knife? But so, what is that T-shirt? You, you've had a you've had a change of clothes. Um, is it Boyzone? Maybe Westlife. Backstreet, Backstreet, Boys? Backstreet Boys. Thank you. Come on, yeah. so everybody who knows you. As long as you love me, ah. Can't be. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to wear this for a long time in the live show. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do it. So, so it's debuting today in the second half. I think it's not bad. I quite like it. Very good quality, by the way. Delicious. Was that an Amazon? As well? Was that an Amazon with Tim's crown as well? It's about was forty that, quid. It, this is a proper a official, two for one. This is a proper proper official tour, right? Okay. Um, here we go. Can I just say how much we've raised so far? Yeah. One thousand six hundred and ten pounds. One thousand six hundred and ten. As we are going, so that's absolutely super. Breast cancer now. Thank you, thank you very, very much. Um, what I'm going to do because um, it was, there was a little bit of delay on the auctions before, and I think the comments are about a minute out. So we're going to start a section or a couple of sections, and then people can give the amount, just bid an amount, and then when we come to the end of the section, we'll take the highest bid at that time. <laughs> Another Judah pick. Can I just say, What's I think I look from? pretty good there. You know, you've got a little bit of blonde low light. You've got the Alice band in the hair. You've got you've got a pink pinkish T-shirt. I thought I was the absolute shit. That can was you, top draw. Oh, he's, he's started swearing. Can you can you tell <laughs> can you tell people where that was from? That was um, that was a photo shoot I did for Children's TV back in the day, and I think it was very nice. I've got ripped jeans. Um, it was a model portfolio that I got done. And I thought that I was in good shape, to be honest, and I thought it was a good look. Are you saying that's not a good look? Well, I mean, what, what happened to your children's TV career? Well, back to you two, it's now I, so <laughs> probably <laughs> happens. <laughs> Would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. To be yeah, honest, though, what, I mean, what, look, we've got... Honestly, we've got... What, 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 what did happen? I've seen comments in, in the comment section tonight about, about your Nickelodeon career. You've never really opened up as to, as to no, what there's, happened There's nothing there. to open up. How, how did, famous we, did you get? Why did you did. leave? Did, did they bin you off for, for nicking all their free food? What happened? <laughs> we did a few We did a few pilot shows back in the day. Um, we did a little bit of uh, birthday announcements, and then we moved straight to Middlesbrough Football Club, and, and we didn't look back. To be honest, the one and only Middlesbrough Football Club. But uh, uh, what, what, what about the footage? I've, I, hand on heart, I've never seen any footage. There is a VHS footage in my house in Hull of about four or five VHS texts that will never, ever, ever see the light of day. However, there is one person mm. who might be able to um, yes. shield a bit of light who's just started uh, started doing some uh, some Wolves fan stuff as well. Who might know? But we'll see. We'll see. Oh, okay. All maybe right. they might. Maybe they might come out once in a while, but. Definitely not. I think it'll probably come out before that video of me will come out from you, though. Uh, we'll see. Alana might be able to help. She's helped in the past uh, with 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 certain. She's videos. hindered in the past. She's hindered uh, in the past quite a lot. Been able to unearth. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, right. Should we get to um, and the next auction item? Yeah. 
Okay. We'll yeah. save the best one till last. Well, I think it's the best one till last. But this is pretty good. Does anyone like a bit of golf? We're not very good. We're not very good. However, we like to get around a, a little bit of a course. So what we're going to do, how would you like to join myself and Mr. Joe Edwards and Mr. Tim Spears for a little bit of a round of golf? Wander around. Now, I don't want a professional applying, by the way. I want someone who's just as bad as us. I'm yeah. talking about handicaps 25 or 26 or 27. Even that's generous. <laughs> uh, mail coat hall. We've got it all sorted out. Uh, come and join us for half a day. We'll get round the course. We'll have a little bit of crack. We'll talk a bit about what we'll have a drink in the bar afterwards. Happy days. So come and have a come and have a little bit of a, a little bit of a laugh and a joke with us. So if you'd like to do that, I'm going to let you guys start a, start the video. Uh, start the video. Start the auction. Oh, it's been, I've had a couple of margaritas oh, already. Oh, God. He's falling start apart. Start the bidding. So you can start the bidding. You name it. And then whoever's got the highest bid when we come to the end, then that will be the bid that we take, which will be in about two or three minutes' time. Okay? So you start the bidding on there, guys. And whoever's got the highest, you know how it works. Okay, here we go. Right. Um, first of all, we're going to... Okay, this is a controversial subject, but I thought it was quite funny anyway at the time. Um, right. Hey, we all miss the fans. Tim, you miss the fans? Is it the same without them? Yeah, hell no, it's terrible. Awful. Joe? It's crap. It's crap we've heard them. Yeah. Rubbish. So I've compiled, and you've both helped me compile, and so have the journalists. Eight reasons why it's great that there are no fans <laughs> at games this season. Are we ready? Uh, okay, here we go. I mean, it, it was 10. You, mean, you, you, you cut it down to start. To I have cut it down. I've cut it, I've cut it down to eight. Remember to start. The, uh, the member to start the bids, please. But eight, uh, eight reasons why it's great to have no fans. One, no touching people when it comes to interviewing. There's no one there. There's no one there. They just send in the videos. It's great. Don't have to talk. Don't have to touch. Don't have to breathe. It's absolutely perfect. Absolute dream. That's number eight of why it's great that there are no fans at games. Number seven, boys, press box space. Yeah. Oh, three or four seats each. Brilliant. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, which is crucial when, when you get your fish out. Um, <laughs> no wafting. <laughs> you stink. You absolutely stink. No wafting whatsoever. So that's great. Uh, table to yourself. Happy days. Number six, car park spot at Molyneux. Oh, that, that's the biggie. That that's like that's like the one main benefit, I'd say. Car park spot at Molyneux. Absolutely superb. Yeah. So that's great. Driving in. Straight in because for people who don't know, we've never had a car park spot, have we ever? No. Well, we we had we had Asda <laughs> in, in Asda, uh, which was technically uh, against Asda's rules and regulations. Um, but we found a little secret spot where the CCTV couldn't pick us up and uh, park there, <laughs> there every week. We'll have to head back there one day. But anyway, it worked for us. Right under that headlight, in that blind spot, absolutely perfect. Don't go at home. Don't park at Asda because you I, know you'll get done. You'll be Joe did it. You'd be no, the guy who got done. Yeah, I never, I never did it. I never mustered up the courage. I used to park at the star offices and then make the walkover. Say say hi to a few people on the way. There you go. Figure roll up. Hi to a few people. Um, <laughs> number five. Number five. Why? Eight reasons why it's great that there are no fans. Number five. No coffee line. No coffee line. You're straight into the kiosks. You get your Bovril. You get your Americano. You get your latte. You get your hot chocolate. You get your pucker pie. Absolutely beautiful. 
yeah yeah that is true there's there's no there's no queue for for sugar and extra milk either it's it's it's, it's a dream it is we yeah we, we get we, for people who don't know we get the whole of the billy Wright upper concourse to ourselves basically yeah mm-hmm. and they've Therefore, got one one stall open who he does i think it's cap, cappuccinos tea doesn't do bovril and th- and that that has been something we've been asking for for a while or hinting at you know if you any chance of a bovril but as of yet now uh, now look number 4 uh swearing players players love a swear by the way but when you've got an empty ground oh my god does it echo it's quite hilarious at times not just that management as well um brilliant i mean you saw heard Che adams last night it was absolutely brilliant if you're watching the game but i mean our guys can give it. And of course, you've got the. <laughs> echoing all the way around. I mean, you do hear voices there, don't you? Plenty of voices. Who are the big boys, would you say, well, who you can hear constantly? Connor Cody is, is constant. I mean, he, yeah. he, he manages the team on, on the pitch. It's, you know, it's a serious point. It's amazing to witness because uh, it, it's, it's tactical instructions, it's, it's encouragement to everybody. Um, him and him and John Ruddy between them. John Ruddy in the family enclosure below us, just, yeah. uh, just constantly barking out instructions. Um, they've got to be they've got to be two of the loudest in the league. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, number three, why it's great that there are no fans in the stadiums. This is brilliant for us, I think. No toilet queue. The last thing you want, the last thing you want when you need to go and you're desperate to go, is fifty bulky blokes stood around that brick wall to walk in. And to get your business done, I mean, Joe, there's no one in there. You don't even have to wash your hands anymore. You just go in, happy days, get yeah. back out. I've seen you go in and out very, very quickly. There's no, there's no tap. There's no, there's no aircon. There's nothing. So that's absolutely brilliant. That is, isn't it? I mean, that 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 makes a big, big, big difference. In and out, shake it all about, and and you're done. There you go. Number two, why it's great that there are no fans in the stadiums. Traffic. Now, come on. Driving in and out of Molyneux is yep. absolutely dreamy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say traffic, traffic any day of the week now. I haven't been in a traffic jam for a year. It's, it's, it's great being no. on the roads. Just driving up the road, Stafford Road, just giving it the royal wave. Yeah. Superb. You know, you've, you've got your limo driver, haven't you? So, <laughs> oh, have, you have, you had, have you had to furlough him, actually, during the last year? I had to drive to Villa Park the other day. I was disgusted. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, number one reason why it's great that there are no fans in the stadiums. 4G, baby. 4G is magnificent. Super fast. Super special. Super smart, absolutely love it. So 4G is brilliant. Yeah, it's um, it it really helps you in particular, um, because you need that crucial speed for your fantasy football team and your bets, bets. which is what you, which is what you spend the ninety minutes doing, as as, as we all know. Nelson Semedo, 50, 50 to one next goal. I mean, I've, I've had that for the last three weeks. I mean, any chance? Come on, come on. <laughs> so. Right, uh, that's the end of that section. Uh, auction, we've got £100 at the moment. £100 by Mr Mark Harvey, I think. Yeah, um, brilliant. Very, very quick, I think. Uh, Mark Harvey for £100. Anyone else can top that. Um, it's going to have to come on my screen very, very quickly. Going once to Mark Harvey for £100. Going twice for a golf day with me and Mr Spears. Gone, Mark Harvey, £100. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Lovely. 
Thank you very much, Mark Harvey. Just give me a tweet, mate, or get in touch with me or Luke or whoever, and we'll sort you out. We'll get the money across, and uh, we'll see you for a round of golf very, very soon. Right. Let's go on to Family Fortunes. It's the quiz time, everyone. It's Family Fortunes. I can't play right. the music because it's copyrighted and uh, it's stuck <laughs> on YouTube. But we all know the name of the game. So are you ready, you two? Yes. Are you ready? Come family on. Fortunes quiz. Just, okay. just two, is it? We haven't, got, we haven't got families to back us up. We're just... No, it's just, it's just you two, okay? okay? Before I start this, we'll go for the last auction item. Let's get it out of the way, okay? So the, once, this, once this finishes... Um, then whoever wins, whoever's got the highest bid. This is a very special one for me, okay? Nuno, and I think we've got some pictures here. Luke, can you cut some pictures up for me? The, see, see, see Nuno looking absolutely smart there in his NES kit. Look at that. In his tracksuit, in his shirt. Oh, look at that. In the shorts, in the tracksuit bottoms, proper, full-on NES embossed. You can own... All of Nuno's Nuno worn tracksuits, pre-season tracksuits, in your collection, all completely for you. It's not even washed. You can still have the smell of Nuno. The wow. ladies might want their husbands to put it on just to just to smell that beautiful beautiful Portuguese cologne. But um, that's available. Nuno worn training kit, the full training kit, NES embossed, everything, absolute from one of the greatest managers of wars of all time. I think it's fair to say. So please get your bids in. I think it's a great auction. Um, it's all come from Wolves Foundation. It's 100% legit. We've got all the certificate of authenticity from Wolves themselves. So please, please, please make sure that you are going to be bidding for this. And at the end of Family Fortunes, the highest bidder will win that. So brilliant. Okay, here we go. Family Fortunes, right. It's team Spears versus Team Jedward. So we haven't there's got some, buzzers. I should just say there's someone called Alana making comments. Um, yeah. Alana Judah. In fact, uh, talking about uh, wow. uh, lots of gold balls for Nathan. I'm not sure what she's referring to. Um, <laughs> wow, you, Alana, you had one job. You had one job. <laughs> Care to expand on that one, Nathan? Gold is, is that your nickname? Golden balls. <laughs> it's a bit of racy, say, say Judy. You know, it's uh, you got to up the ante sometimes. Lockdown gets boring, doesn't it? Okay, right. Nathan and his gold balls. Yeah, I, I could have seen you hosting that actually. Golden balls. Remember that quiz show? No. What was Jas that? Jasper Carrot. Yeah. Never yeah. Heard of split, 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 split or steel. Very, t very tense. So the very kind of viral YouTube clip. This woman's crying. Oh, I'm going to split the money with you. I'll never do. Oh it. yes, yes. And then, then steal. You know. I would never, yeah. ever, ever split. I would go song and dance. I'd be throwing tears. Let's split. This means so much to me. I would, and then I would just go steal 100%, take the money myself every time. You would 100% split, Joe, because you're a nice guy. Spears, you're exactly the same as me, and you know you are. Yeah, I would, yeah. And people are also asking in the comments about what size Nuno's training gear is. I Nuno mean, is extra large, extra large. <laughs> is that a fact, is it? Is that a well, fact? Yes. Well, it's, yeah, we've been told by our walls it's extra large. Sorry, I didn't say it's extra large. That, that extra large it is. That Mm, that would fit me perfectly. So a lot actually. of people maybe want to wear mm. it. Some people might want to put it on a mannequin. I don't know. But extra large is what it is. So it's £100. Apparently, is the highest so far. Get your bids in now, please. All going to Wolves Foundation. Feed our pack. Right, Alon family fortune. Alana's blaming gold balls and autocorrect. But I think you've just, mm. you've just got to hold your hands up sometimes. So <laughs> that's a secret. My husband's nickname is gold balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
Right, quickly moving on. Okay, here we go. Team Spurs versus Team Jedward. Um, like I say, no buzzers. So, uh, Jedward, because you like an ooh, I want you, if you know the answer, say ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And uh, Tim, uh, because you you appreciate a girl, I want you to go, ah. Oh. Okay, I'm that. <laughs> so, Joe first. Testing. Ooh. Ooh. Tim. Oh. <laughs> quickly, Joe. Ooh. Tim. Oh. oh, yeah, there we go. Here we go. Happy days. Brilliant. Here we go. Okay. How are we ready? Oh, what we're we playing for? Tim, I know you're off it now, but I've got a lovely bottle of Rioja for you here. Oh, yeah. Look for the oh. winner. Lovely bottle of Rioja we can share when uh, when lockdown, um, lockdown is over. Joe, some Tropicana for you, yes. mate. Yes. Come days. on. A little bit of Tropicana. <laughs> I love the Tropicana. It really but... You don't want to lose this because, as you remember, back in the day with the Jelly Bellies, it gets worse than that. There is a forfeit for the loser. And Ooh. the loser has to have a good swig of their drink and gargle Nuno had a dream. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 The loser. okay. There you go. You don't okay. want to lose this. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? First one, family fortunes. Question one, top eight answers on the board. Can you name... In the last three seasons of the Premier League for Wolves, the most assists. Most Wolves Ooh. assists. Yes, Mr. Joe Edwards. João Moutinho. Ting is the top answer. João Moutinho in the last three seasons with 15 assists. Would you like to play or pass the Edwards family? Um, I'll play. Play, okay. 15 for João Moutinho. We've got seven to find. Three lifelines. Um, Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. Ting! Eight assists, fourth equal he is. So there's two, Joe. Um, Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez. Ting! Woo, 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 woo! You get a three <laughs> bottle of ties. Um, and number two on the list. So that's three down. No lifelines used. Um, Adama Traore. Ting! Number three on the list with ten assists. Ten assists, incredibly, non this season. So that's four found, four to go. Four found, four to go on all your lifelines. Uh, Ruben Neves. Ting! Sixth equal with six assists. You're doing very, very well here. Five out of eight. Um, Three to get. Pedro Neto. Ting! Fourth equal with eight assists. You've got two to get. Two to get for a full house. Without the Spurs family even having a chance. Um, Diogo Jota. Ting! Sixth equal with six assists. One to get and three lifelines. Um, no. Leander Dendonka. <clears throat> no. Actually, both of you, can you go into private chat and not comments because some people are typing comments. I don't want you to see them. So can you both go into private chat for us? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, no, it's not Dendonka. It's not Dendonka. No. It's um, Helder Costa. Oh, that's good. That is good. It's not. It's not. Is it there? It's not there. <clears throat> okay. One right. lifeline left. You've done so well, Joe. Don't let it go now. Daniel Pedence. It's not there. <clears throat> it goes over to the Spears family for a chance to steal. For a chance to steal, 
Mr. Tim Spears, who has the most Wolves assists in the last three seasons? Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, all the answers I wrote down, uh, Joe, has, uh, Joe has said. Um, so... Can I can I can I can I, can I say my workings? Is that okay? I need to push you, but quickly. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say Bolly or Johnny. Um, I think they've only got like two or three. Uh, I'm going to say Johnny. It's Johnny. He's oh. Johnny. He's taking it. He's Johnny. Johnny with three assists. Uh, just oh, that's so lucky. How many did you get? You got what did you get? Seven there. Seven. Yeah. Great run. Seven out of eight, but but no, unfortunately, no cake. Sure. No. Seven out of eight. Okay. Number two. Question number two. Where are we with our bids at the moment? Under 25 quid for Nuno. Mm. Come on, guys. We get more than that for Nuno. One XL training, all the training gear, everything. Shirt, jumper, shorts, tracksuit bottoms, the lot. NES embossed. Uh, right. Question number two. Are you ready? Top eight goal scorers in the last time Wolves were in the Premier League 2011 12. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that was first, actually. Uh, I think it was you, Joe, so I'm going to give you it. What? Was he? Okay. Yeah. 2011-12. Um, um, Last time Wolves Ste- in the Premier League, top eight goal scorers. Stephen Fletcher. Ting! Number one, 12. Would you like to play or pass? Top eight. I'll pass this one. Pass this one. Over to Mr Spears. Uh so you've got um, seven to find in the Premier League, 2011-12. Who were the top terrible. eight goal scorers? They only scored about 30 goals in total, didn't they? <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. It's difficult. Uh, right, as you said, Fletcher. Uh, Kevin Doyle was around that season. Ting, number three with four goals. Third highest scorer. Top eight. This season. God, you're going to like one goal territory here. No. Uh, Fletcher Doyle up front. Jarvis on the wings. Jarvis scored a couple. Ting! He's got eight. Eight in that season. Number two. Eight Premier League goals for Matt Jarvis. So that's three. Uh, and on the other wing would be Kitely, I guess. Michael Kitely. Ting! Correct. Fourth equal with three goals. Three goals. Um, Sylvan Ebanks Blake. Uh-uh. Only one goal that season. One Premier League goal. One uh, Premier League first line goal. Jody Craddock. Uh-uh. No, you've got four to five. So, Joe, the Edwards family, have a little bit of a conference. You might get a chance. Mm-hmm. Four to five. Tim, you're on your last lifeline. Uh, dangerous Dave. Dave Edwards. Ting is there. Fourth equal with three goals. Three to find. Three to find. Uh, three to find. O'Hara scored at West Brom away, I think that season. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie O'Hara got a couple. Ting, just in there with two goals. Two men to find. Two men to find. One it's lifeline tough. left. Really tough. Um. Oh God. Um. Gonna have to rush you. Three, two. Oh, um, uh, Stephen Hunt. Ting! Stephen Hunt, one to find. One to find. One to find and one lifeline. 
Want to find one lifeline for a clean sweep? Christ. Um, I can't think of any more attackers. Three. Two. Andy, Andy Keogh. Andy Keogh. <clears throat> it goes over to the Edwards family. There's one person left who scored three goals. Can you get him or is Spears going to sweep you and we're going to be hearing you gargling? <laughs> I think you're probably going to be hearing me gargling. Um, Stephen Ward. Oh, he's there! He's there! Wow. He's there! It's there! Three goals! Stephen Ward, we go to a decider. Fair play. Absolutely superb. Fletcher, Jarvis, Doyle, Edwards, Hunt, Kitely, Ward and O'Hara were the guys. Okay, fair play. Come on. All right, here we go. £130, <laughs> by the way, for the Nuno top at this moment in time and bottoms Easy. and everything else. Very decent. Nice. Okay. Question number three. This is a big one. Are you ready? Ready. Again, in the last three seasons, has Wolves been in the Premier League? Can you top seven answers here? The Wolves players with the most yellow cards. Ooh. Jedward. Remain says. Remind Sice. Boom, number two. Number Ooh, two on the list with 18. 18 Ooh. yellow cards. So I can offer this to Tim Spears. Uh, I think, because I looked this up the other week, um, oh. I think <laughs> I think it's Ruben Neves. It is Ruben Neves with mm. 22 yellow cards over three seasons. Tim, would you like to play or pass? Going to pass that one. Pass that ah, one. Pass okay. that one to Mr. Joe Edwards. So we've got Ruben Nevsh, we've got Romain Saiz, and we have got five to find. Five to find. Uh, Moutinho. Jean Moutinho is there, fourth on the list with 14 bookings, fourth equal. Okay. Um, Dendonka. Dendonka. <clears throat> mm. Not there. Emily Moore. So I've got. There is four more. Mm. Four more. Last three seasons, total bookings. That's tough. That is, tough. That is a tough one. Last three um, seasons combined. Uh, Willie Bolly. players to find. Willie Bolly. You're on your last lifeline. That's, That's, how good life he is. That's how good he is. Never again, never needs this to get booked. Strugg You're struggling, Joe. Because this uh, could be the loss. Uh, Matt Doherty. Uh, uh, you are gargling, baby. Tim Spears wins 2 1. This well, is family. He's got to get very good. Don't have to get one right. Donnie has to, he has to get it right, yes. No, because you, you got it and then you passed across. You passed across, you got the three. He's already got the top answer. He already got the top answer. He's won. Oh, He's okay. Won. okay. He's won. Um, the people you missed out uh, from uh, bottom to top Diogo Jota, 15 bookings. Yeah. Connor Cody, 14 bookings. That's surprising. Ryan Bennett, 14 oh, course, bookings. Yeah. Brexit Bennett, of course. Yeah. And Johnny, 10 ah, bookings. Johnny, come. 10 bookings. So, Mr. Joe Edwards, you lost that. Uh, so, can we please have, can you get a good swing? And gargle, Nuno had a dream, please. The whole thing. (laughs) 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 
Keep going. Keep going. Last first. Last first. Oh, no. I've, I've swallowed it. The things we do anyway oh, in this job. Brilliant. Brilliant. Super. Okay. <laughs> reporter. This is exactly what I dreamt of doing. What the hell is this crap? Yeah. Oh, Gargling. Nuno had a dream with Aldi beer in my mouth. <laughs> oh, superb, mate. Living the absolute dream. There you go. Let's express our wages for you. Right. You thank go. you very much, gents. Uh, and thank you very much to the highest bidder at this moment in time, which is James Stibbs for £145, I believe, Luke. Oh, yeah. Uh, £145. I'm going to have to say going. I'm going to have to say going. And I'm going to have to say... Gone! James Stibbs, congratulations. £145 for you, sir. Very well done. Very well done. Uh, so, James, if you can get in touch with myself or Luke, um, that would be absolutely great. Uh, thank you very much for that £145. Okay. Um, right. We've got some questions. So it's questions time to everybody. Uh, this is the time where you, the peeps, the people watching, and we've got uh, we've got nearly, I think, nearly 400 of you, I think, on there uh, watching. So can you please uh, send in your questions on the comments page, and we will make sure which one of Judas 27 rooms is is uh, is he broadcasting from says Mikey Bowers. Great to have you on, Mikey. Great to have you on, Paul. Um, so completely, I know there's a bit of a delay, but um, we'd like to take your questions in for anything that we maybe haven't discussed yet. Um, boys, I mean, look, they can still finish the season well, can't they? They can still win five or six games, can they? Because, I mean, these are all winnable games. They, they, can, they can if they score goals. <laughs> that, that's they've got to start scoring and scoring more from open players, as, as, as Tim has said. Um, you know that. You know they've they've kind of sat back and been a bit defensive, but the defense doesn't look quite as solid as it has done in the past. Yes, they have picked up results wise, but you know they, you know you, you're not looking at that defense, especially when Bolly's not in it, and you're thinking we're definitely going to keep a clean sheet here. So, you know, I just think I'd like to see a bit more a bit more creativity, a bit more, you know, licence to attack. And I, I said it earlier this week, I'd, I'd probably start silver against Liverpool, to be honest. I don't see what there is to lose. I think he's looked a lot busier than Jose in his, in his cameos, albeit he's only been on the pitch for 20 minutes, half hour. But um, Jose maybe needs that proverbial kind of kick up the backside, really, and just to kind of say that, you know, your place isn't guaranteed. And because um, I think Silva, when he's come on over the last few weeks, I don't think he's done himself any great harm, to be honest. Uh, right, here we go. Questions coming in thick and fast. Uh, Mark Harvey says, what's the situation? We'll keep these quick answers because you know, there's lots of people coming. Um, what's the situation with our FFP rules and how come it's not affected Everton, says Mark. Tim, one for you. Uh, well, uh, Wolves have been done by FFP before because they're in Europe, whereas they're not in Europe this season. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know the Everton example to hand, but I know that Wolves are pretty confident um, of fitting into the regulations. Now they're not in Europe. Being in Europe was the issue, and um, that sh- shouldn't be a problem this season. It, it's, it's not been something that they've been massively thinking about, albeit this season. Um, 
income massively down like everybody because of the pandemic so but if you look at what Wolves did last summer in the transfer market it was net spend of zero really because they sold them um, Jota, Doherty and, and Costa for 80 million so financially the, the books are, are pretty balanced from 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 last year's point of view we'll see what happens this year which will be out pretty soon yeah um okay uh Joe uh do you think Nuno is still attractive to Europe's top clubs I think so but you know I, at the same time I'd you know, I think he's pretty committed to the project, and of course, he signed that new contract as well. And I think there is an onus on making sure that he gets the players that he wants as well in the summer, and giving Wolves a real kind of fist of doing things next season as in the way that they want to. So, yeah, I think he's still an attractive prospect, but at the same time, I don't see him kind of immediately up in sticks to 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 go to a you know to a to a big Spanish club or, you know, one of the top Italian teams or one of the big six in the Premier League, per se, really. Um, I think he's pretty committed to the cause, pretty committed to the project. And, you know, he's putting the groundwork and they want really something tangible to show for it. They've had the seventh place finishes, of course. But I think the next step, really, while they won't say it and it's all day-by-day commitment, commitment, etc., you've got to make, try and make a serious play for a trophy, whether that's another good run in the FA Cup or... You know, taking the Carabao a bit more seriously. It'd be nice to have a, a bit of silverware in the in the cabinet to to really show for what for what progress has been made over these last few years. Good stuff. Uh, next question we've got. Here we go. Um, breaking news says Reese. Uh, Tim Spears is getting married. Twenty twenty one confirmed. He's taking Ooh. Nathan Joe and two Wolves players on the stag do. Who are we taking, Tim? Uh, I need to find a missus first, uh, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you've got plenty of beautiful who are watching now. This is your chance to shine and uh, put yourself across. Uh, two current players. Uh, two, two current <laughs> players, you're saying, or two, two past? Because I, uh, I, I know I know what I take from the past, for sure. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the ultimate party animal from the 2011-12 squad who plays up front. Um, no names are real. Um, if it's of the current lot, I mean, none of them really drink. To be honest, like all joking aside, they're not like big drinkers. Um, I'm not having I'm not having Ruben Neves at a table, mate. Do you know, what I mean, lovely I think, guy, but I, mean, I, I, think, I want to, if I want to get wasted, he's going to be quiet having his having his water. I think he'd be awful on a stag day. I think I think mm. he'd be absolutely terrible. Um, he wouldn't. You know, one a.m. the night the night's done for Ruben. Um, what's he got? Three kids now. He, he, yeah. He, he doesn't want to be going off to the kind of places. Um, you're going to be in Spearman Rhino when you're VIP lounge. <laughs> be careful, just be careful because I've got a little video I'd love to put on the internet. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so uh, I think of the current squad, you'd probably take um, Cody and Neto for pure non-stop laughing and banter. The, t- the two guys are just uh, brilliant to be around, infectious, lively personalities. So that they'd be great. But as far as drinking, you're going to have to go back a bit. Um, um, for, for I, I don't know anything about this guy and this guy's history, and, and this is not defamatory in any way, but I definitely take Leo Bonatini. Leo Bonatini? <laughs> I mean, he loves sliding into a DM, by the way. <laughs> Look at this little girl. What about this girl? Here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you don't fancy... I mean, stick to Scar- the night out. Does that, that say wolves on the scarf? Yeah. Yeah, she's got a little wolf scarf saying Stitch. Yeah. There we go. Oh, brilliant. Come to yeah. Harlem. No, you don't like it. I think it's quite cute. What a good girl. What a good girl. Say hello to everybody. Say hello. It, it, she's behaving pretty well, to be honest. Yeah. She's a but... good girl. She's a good girl. There you go. Have her back. There you go. I, I think Ruddy would be decent as well. 
he, he, he comes across as a good laugh and, you know, kind of, he's the uh, dad of the group almost. Mm. But yeah, he, he, he seems like he'd have a good time. Yeah, I know, I agree. I think it'd be, it'd be very decent. Um, here we go. Right. Um, ba, 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 ba. Let's have a look. He's letting Pedro Gonçalves go. The biggest mistake Wolves have made, um, Tim. Uh, I would, I'd say the, the bigger mistake is not letting him go on loan. Like I, I, I did a piece on this a few weeks ago, and I, and I fully understand why he went at the time, because he'd just been playing under 23 football. He'd mostly been playing central midfield. And at the time, they... Um, they were going into their second or first Premier League season with uh, Neves, Matinho, with Dendonka ahead of him. They thought there's no chance of him getting the first team. Um, he's too good for the under-23s. That's what they felt. And he need, needed to get out. He was at that stage of his career. Now, what they should have done, in my opinion, was send him out, send him out on loan to Portugal and, and see what he could have done and then brought him back. But but they sold him for not a lot of money. He's done, he's done pretty well. And then he's moved on to Sporting and now he's just turned into a superstar. But... You can never tell with these things. What? What? Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it's it's a massive mistake. Um, two things I'd say: one, Wolves will continue to benefit financially if, if he makes a big move in the summer. Um, and two, th- these things happen. Um, ask Lazio fans how they feel about Pedro Neto um, um, being nicked by Wolves when when he'd only been on their bench. He didn't yeah. even start a game for Lazio. Ask ask um, ask Atletico Madrid fans what they think about Diogo Jota never never kicking a ball for them. You know, and then he, and then he went to Wolves. Um, and now, now look where he is. And Wolves have done that with a host, a host of players. Raul Jimenez has been another one. Benfica fans would say, why did they let him go? So Wolves have benefited from from kind of taking players that were under the radar in the past. This one has worked the other way. Um, but yes, they should have let him out on loan first rather than selling him, in my opinion. Okay. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Will Wolves get into Europe next season, Liam Williams? Joe? Um... It, it all depends on what they do in the summer. It, it, it really does. And I know that sounds a bit of a get-out answer, but if, if they make a serious play for it in the summer, then, yeah, you know, why not? And if they keep the you know the bulk of what they've got now, the key players, then, yeah, every chance of doing it. But if, um, you know, repeat some of the mistakes of what were made last summer, then, then no, it, it, it won't happen. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it all kind of... They've got to set the stall out in the summer. They've got to make a, you know... I know... COVID and, you know, in, in terms of that, there won't be the astronomical fees that we've seen in summers past, but I think they've got to spend big relative to what everybody else is doing. I think that, you know, you, you you see some clubs like Villa, I think Villa will probably spend again, you know, and they had a good summer last summer and they've, they've done well this season. They'll look to build on that as well. So um, if everybody else is doing it, you know, you can't afford to sit still. And um, yeah, it's a, it, it all depends on the summer. Uh, Tim, Anil Kumar, what would you sell a Dana Throwaway for? Mm, uh, at least, at least double what they paid for him. So at least, at least forty. But I think, I think probably more, a little bit more than that, given given we know what he can be, and um, you know, Nuno's been talking about him quite a lot recently in glowing terms, saying quite pertinently in a press conference a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if people saw. But he just said, look, Adama Traore is going to be, he basically said, Adama Traore is going to be incredible one day. It's all going to it's all going to click. It's all going to drop. He's going to be unbelievable. It's basically what he said. He wasn't talking like this at all. But, you know, I'm just paraphrasing. Um, and we just hope that it's with Wolves. And, and, and Nuno said, I hope I'm here when, when it happens, basically. Um, so they strongly, strongly, strongly believe that it can happen. But no goals, no assists this season. I know there are kind of mitigating circumstances behind that. The issue is, 
they've got they've probably got to sell a player this summer. Um because there's not a huge amount of spare cash flying around. Fosun want to make money anyway, let alone in a global pandemic when their income has been completely decimated. So I think they're going to have to sell someone this summer um, to invest in the rest of the squad. That's my prediction. And you're probably looking at Trail Ray or Neves in terms of big fees. I don't think you'd want to let Neto go at this stage. So there's oh. a massive decision to make there. Um, if they if- sold Neto this summer... There'd be, yeah. there'd be a riot on, wouldn't there? I think he's pretty settled. He's pretty happy. He's very <laughs> grounded. And he's he's only had sort of half a good season. So I'm not sure clubs would be willing to pay a ridiculous amount of money based on the fact he's you know he's only just having this season. So so a massive decision to make. Um, I say, like I said, Troyer and Nevers would be the two that could probably command the biggest fees. But yeah. Uh, one other thing I say, if, if they don't want to spend a lot of money, I think we'll see a lot of like loans to buy this, this summer. They might just get cute in the market if they really don't want to sell anybody. Uh, Gareth Jones, uh, one for you, Joe. Every big player seems to have signed a new contract who have been offered apart from Adama. Uh, when is Neves' contract up? Neves has got uh, two or three years, I think, still left. Um, I don't think it's 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 expiring anytime soon. Um, I think they're pretty comfortable on that, but he, I think he will be... One that they look at because they've obviously tied down Neto, tied down Johnny uh, this season, Cody, um, obviously Nuno. You'd imagine Neves is pretty soon Keep next up. Keep that book flowing, Spears. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like something they need to do straight away, but maybe, you know, it. it hopefully they keep hold of him in the summer and then that's when they kind of do it, you know, and re- reward him for his, uh, his commitment. Hungry like the wolf. As you were, uh, are you still drink- are you drinking that neat? No, 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 I've got some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, Tim, do you think Dion Sanderson needs another year on loan before coming into the first team, or is he ready in the summer based on his growth at Sunderland? Lovely article and piece that he did with him. I saw you at him on Twitter. That's great news. So, um, you'll, you'll know very well, Dion. Um, you know, you, you and him are like that. Good. Uh, what are you talking about, you idiot? Good. Um... <laughs> Good question, Hungry. Oh, you're giving me Bieber and Spears on, on the old Twitter. Very true, very true. I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah, um, I, w- I went to watch him a couple of weeks ago uh, away at Crewe for Sunderland, and Sunderland had a bit of an... <laughs> they'd kept like three clean sheets in a row. I was like, oh, I've got a free Saturday. I'll go and watch him. And then they had a horrendous first half. <laughs> conceded twice to Crewe. They were terrible. Oh, and uh, no. I was like, oh, for God's sake, it's, it's the curse of me being here. But... Um, but he was still their best defender, you know. Uh, they pulled it back to two-two, and he had a great game. And Lee Johnson, who's recently taken over at Sunderland, doing a great job. They are gunning for the top two. You know, people will very well know Sunderland's problems over the years. They're gunning for the top two, and he's at the heart of their defence, four-man defence. He's playing centre half. He's preferred position. He's got the last four man of the match awards from Sunderland fans on Twitter. It's absolutely fantastic. He's doing brilliantly. Like he went to Cardiff last year at right back, not his natural position. Did himself proud in the championship, and now he's in his natural position at Sunderland and do brilliant. He can't do any more. But obviously, it's League One. It's two two leagues below the Premier League. Um, Wolves Wolves want an established first team defender for me this summer. Someone that they know is going to come in and do a great job. Dion Sanderson not going to be that player. However. I would not be getting rid of him at this stage. Sunderland, if Sunderland are promoted, they'll want him. I wouldn't let him go. I think he's got a lot of potential. He's got all the attributes you want. Get him on loan to the Championship next season, maybe with Sunderland again if they go up. 
and then hopefully bring him back and we'll see a local lad from Winsfield doing something in the Wolf squad. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think he's out of contract, isn't he, the summer after next? So I think that what they probably want to do is at least kind of give him another year or perhaps another two years on his contract and then send him out on loan again just to avoid that kind of situation where you could lose a player like him on a free and, um, you know, a young English player, you know, plenty of potential. Whether he's quite white for... Wolves in the long run, or perhaps the jury's out on that just yet. But mm-hmm. now there's certainly potentially you don't want to lose that on a free. Um, Colin Terry, uh, what's next for Morgan Gibbs White? Joe? Um, I think if a decent bid comes in for him this summer, it's worth seriously entertaining. And not only just from a Wolves perspective, but from the players' perspective as well. And, you know, he had he, he got what he wanted and what he needed for, you know, nigh on two years, really, when he went to Swansea. And it was something that we said that would benefit him for a while. Went there, of course, injury curtailed that time. And then before we knew it, he was back at Wolves, and back on the bench and, you know, not really doing a lot. Um, you know, Wolves haven't really played with that kind of player, um, in the system, maybe they could cater for it in a four in the long term. But you know, in the time that Gibbs White has played, he's played a decent amount of games. He's, it's not, you know, he's not a sure-made starter at Premier League level and, and for a club of all his ambitions, really. So it's whether they want to send him out on loan for another year or whether they decide, you know, maybe maybe the time is right to sell and perhaps not. In, in a Gonsalves situation, so just to kind of cover your backs a little bit, but, you know, maybe just include some sort of buyback or some something like that, maybe just to cover their backs a little bit. Um, but I think for, for his perspective and from Walsh's perspective, I think that's something that might be seriously worth entertaining in the summer that he's a young English player. He'll probably command a decent fee. Now, for an upwardly mobile championship club, maybe somebody just coming into the Premier League, maybe Swansea get promoted. Um, that you know, maybe his permanent future could lie away from Wolves, never mind just on loan. Timmy's not starting in the Premier League for Wolves, is he on a regular basis? You can't see that, can you? I think Wolves, Wolves have just been have moved too quickly for Gibbs White over the past four years. If Wolves were still in the championship, he'd be playing every week. Uh, so would Dion Sanderson, so would Ryan Giles, you know, but but they're, they're looking higher than that, unfortunately. And Gibbs White just has to play football, has to play football. Um, you know, your likes of uh, James Madison and Mason Mount and Harvey Barnes, they all made it in the championship, whether that was on loan or, or in Madison's case at Norwich. Mount, Mount, Mount went down to Derby and made his name. Barnes went down to West Brom and made his name. Gibbs White's got to do the same and that it should have been, should have happened for him this season. And it was happening. He was basically the best player in the league. In in all in uh, September for Swansea, and then we know the circumstances since with his injury and being recalled, he's just got to play. I'd give him a year in the Championship next season, really see what he can do, see if he can do, kind of do what what Barnes and Mount and Madison did, because he's got that potential. He, he honestly has. I know we haven't seen it for a while, but it's still there. So um, I send him out and to Championship, and then um, and then hopefully he can come back and do something special. Uh, Joe, one for um, Ronan Gibbons. Do you think Jota wanted to leave or was he happy to stay at Wolves? I think when Liverpool come in, it's very difficult to turn them down, you know, and um, I don't think he was actively looking for a move. Um, but I think when Liverpool come calling, you know, European champions, Premier League champions, then, you know, you're very hard pressed to say now. And, and especially at that time, that he wasn't he wasn't playing every week for Wolves and. Um, you know, and he suited Wolves in a sense that they, you know, they got they got big money for him. So, 
I don't think he's a player that, you know, from from when we've dealt with him and spoke to him and, you know, I've seen the kind of character that he is. He's not somebody who's going to kick up a force and down tools and force a move. But mm-hmm. equally, when Liverpool come calling, he, I think any player will be, um, you know, kind of attracted and at least willing to listen to what, what Liverpool have to say. Uh, Mike says, Mike O says, uh, Tim, what was your favourite European away trip last season? Wow. Turin, wow. for, 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 for those reasons? Yeah, for the night out or for the game. Um, Istanbul was very good. That was a lot of fun. Um, Armenia was all right. I quite enjoyed Armenia. That was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, long trip though. Where did we get absolutely hammered? Uh, Athens, Athens was Athens. We got, oh, there's um, a few of them to test. Barcelona, that was very good as well. Yeah, um, I think I think Turin for the result and and the city and the night out and the video. I mean, honestly, I've just I've just <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. To be honest, it's just incredible. It was a fantastic night. Absolutely, I mean, the amount of money we spent, by the way. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think we took three trips to the cash machine. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Jonathan Giddings, stadium development. Will it happen, Joe Edwards? It's a million pound question, isn't it? Um, well, it's a multi-million pound question, to be honest. Ba-bum. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got the planning permission for the that corner stand, which is yet to go underway. So whether whether they can continue on with that, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think they've got three years within getting the planning permission, which was last September off the top of my head, well, round about that time. So, yeah, it's um, it's just a case of seeing whether that whether they actually start on that and do the more gradual process that they were speaking about, or whether they just decide to go for something a bit more radical again. But um, yeah, it's it's very hard to say at the minute. I'm so, sorry, I can't uh, say a bit more than that. But it's just the it's the question on everybody's lips, I guess. Kate Starkey, Tim, uh, when are we going to hear from Jeff Shee? Silence is deafening. Uh, I don't. I don't think anytime soon. I think they've kind of moved away from this kind of rolling commentary. Um, not that they were speaking that often, but but they were speaking pretty regularly uh, in the first kind of three years of Foson. They want to move away from that. Like if you look at if you look at the big clubs, if you you don't you don't see Daniel Levy coming out when when Spurs have lost five in a row mm. and kind of saying, "Look, guys, you know, calm down. Uh, we've got this under control. We know what we're doing." Um, and everyone was calling for that when Wolves went through that horrible spell at Christmas. It was, it was you know, where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? Yeah. One, he's not going to speak in a in a transfer window because it was January at the time. And two, like I said, they want to move away from that. They want to be as sort of, have that big club mentality where where they're not kind of in the nicest possible way. They're not answering to the fans at every opportunity. Um, I think that's kind of like a league sort of a League One Championship mentality that, that you don't really get from from Premier League clubs. So we've seen a bit of a change. What I would say is that without Laurie Dalrymple and without Kevin Thelwell um, and without Nuno, because Nuno doesn't speak about the big issues. He doesn't. He's a head coach in so many ways. So without, there's a bit of a vacuum there of, um, of communication. And um, I think certainly the way, the way the season's gone and the amount of things that have gone wrong, um, it need, you, you could do with someone speaking in the summer. I think the fans would really like to hear um, from Jeff or somewhere else senior like Scott Sellers. Because, um, like I said, Nuno doesn't really do that. As we know from his press conferences, it's just football, football, football. He's not really going to talk about transfers or stadium developments or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's a bit of a vacuum that he's filling. 
Uh, Here we go. Uh, Can you unblock me on Twitter, please, Nathan? Yes, Christian, of course, I'll unblock you on Twitter. Blocked a few this season, to be fair. Tim, and then I go to Tim, because Tim used to be the blocker of, the the king blocker, as you would say. I mean, right around, he used to block everybody. Boom, 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 boom. And then I said, oh, I came up to you about a month ago, said, I've blocked about 15 people this season. Blocked about 15 people. And you were like, oh, I don't block anyone now. I just let them all out. I was having a few drinks. I'm like, bugger it. I'll just let everybody. I'll let Mate, everybody back in. It was it was early lockdown one days, and um, and I just had a kind of a ah, oh, you know, the world's such a such a tough place. Like, let's just let's just let's just forget about it and unblock everybody. And it was it was like I unblocked three hundred in one go, right? Three hundred. That was all the ones I blocked. I unblocked them all. It was literally like opening the gates to the loony bin and they all kind of all like crawled out. So yeah, the only person I've blocked on Twitter is, is Katie Hopkins and um, that will remain the case. If she's even on it, I don't know. She's been, she's been off it now, I think. I think she's gone. gone. Maybe, yeah. And me. Mm. And you've, how many have you got muted though? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> so many. Hundreds. Maybe even yeah. a thousand that are muted. So if, <laughs> if you've been asking me stuff on Twitter for a while and I haven't responded, uh, <laughs> including you, Judah. That's cool. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, let's have a look. Oh, someone said, let's have a look. Um, is Liam Williams, this is an interesting question and one of my gripes, is Ruben Neves actually any good at shooting? Because I'll be honest, he's got he was a genius with free kicks back in the day. For me, he's one of the worst in the Premier League at free kicks now. I would give it to someone else, man. But what do you what do you guys think? Uh, uh Joe and then Tim. Yeah, I think he is a good shooter, but equally I think it is time for somebody else probably on the free kick front. Um, you know, let Neto take a free kick or you know, even if you're looking for a goal from Traore, you know, maybe let, let him take a free kick. He probably doesn't strike you as a set-piece specialist, but I guess you don't know until you try. Um, yeah, Nevers has taken a few free kicks and the flat to deceive haven't they, this season, but we've seen him, how he, how he strikes a ball. Not many can strike a ball how he does when he gets it right. He's not going to get it right every time. He, you know, now player is perfect. But um, yeah, on the free kick front, I do think there is time for... You know, maybe give somebody else a chance. We've been saying it for a couple of months now. Uh, Tim, uh, yeah, he's had about he's had about two hundred shots this season, hasn't he? Um, yeah, I think he hit, the, he hit the bar at one point. I seem to remember towards the start of the season, and then since then, it's not like it's not like they're going into Rose Ed, but yeah, he's um, it's so frustrating. Do you remember that championship season when he scored the most sort of delectable goal? Awesome. He scored like a 25-yard pass against Sheffield Wednesday away. Oh, that was he lovely, yeah. Guided it in the corner. Obviously, his unbelievable derby goal. The Sheffield United one he put in the top corner. I, I miss those days. Really miss those days. Um, that's how that's how good he is. But yeah, in terms of free kicks, uh, I'd give it Sace, to be honest. Um, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> remember, I can't remember the game this season. They had, they had Neves, Matinho and Sace on the free kick. I was like... <laughs> No way. Come on. He's just there for banter, right? And then, <laughs> and then he started a 25-yard free kick. I was like, what's going on there? Never um, going to happen. Oh, dear. Um, one here for Tim uh, from Jathan Nuder. And he says, uh, what, what, was the, what was the main reason for leaving the Expression Star and moving to the £100 million back company known as The Athletic? <laughs> 
that listener? Sorry, that reader. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Nuda. Jason Nuda. Oh, right, thank you very much for your questions, everybody. Great stuff. Um, I did say that we've got our, our brand new sponsors, which are which are fantastic. Uh, slightly different from Manscaped, uh, from Mr. Spears, and we've got um, a great partnership with Adoption at Heart, uh, which we're very excited for uh, now and throughout till the end of the season. So. A little bit about our new sponsors. Uh, thinking about adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the black country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who could give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates. Uh, thank you very much. And it's great to have you on board. And it's slightly difficult to read that after four margaritas, but um, <laughs> I got through, which is the best thing. Um, awesome. 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 Love that. And we'll be hearing plenty more from them in the next few weeks. Right. Moving on. It is that time of bringing back uh, one of the uh, one of the more popular segments to the old retro podcast, the one we haven't had for quite some time, uh, but it is back. So without further ado, we have got it's abuse of the week. <laughs> abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. Ka 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 ka. It's abuse of the week, right? See, I had to leave you two to me. I, I couldn't. I couldn't jump on that. That that is your thing. I was expecting. I was expecting you to come in because you've got a very low voice, Joe. So you can you gonna come with like a turn up. Abuse of the, of the week. week. Okay, there here we go. go. Here we go. Right, I've got some tweets from Pete's. Um, uh, some decent ones actually. Here we go. Roberto says, "Space is a Poundland Piers Morgan with a beard." About to use that manscape and have a shave it back off. Bugger off back to the athletic, he says. Up oh, Joe Edwards, he says, Roberto. Unbelievable scenes. <laughs> yeah. Good start. Uh, Roman Gibbons. Joe looks like Tim and Nathan's love child. Man. Can see that. Can see that. Um, Thank let's you. Have a look. What else have we got? Uh, a Mars music show. When I heard that Tim was wearing a crown, I automatically assumed that his head would be up a turkey's ass. Gonna have that with the friend situation, the glasses on. Oh, you're gonna put glasses on. Oh, they're being classed, to be fair. Uh, Lord Jason Guy says, uh, Will Joe Edwards get taken on by the Express and Star after his work experience ends? I'm not sure it hangs in the balance, to be honest. It's uh, 50 50. Uh, here we go. Uh, Amar says, uh, at 23, the only female interaction Tim had was with his blow up doll. <laughs> Fancy a doll space in lockdown on your own, mate? I mean, there's some very, some very decent copies these days, isn't there? Life, so life yeah. <laughs> oh, the nice. You've done a bit of research, have you, pal? Very, very lifelike, mate. Silicon-based. Um, here we go. Ian Mundy says, uh, Judas Spurs and Edwards, like a shit boy band Simon Cowell put together. 
Um, one of the rejects at the judges' houses. Uh, David what would Gannon. be what would be our boy band name if you had to? You could come up with you. I'll give you creative freedom. Oh. Do, dollar dollar bills or like on Tim's. Uh... What would you go for? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm one from my glass and bring on my music festival. By the way, have you got musical festival tickets coming up? I mean, I'm looking forward to those music festivals. Do you, want to, come to, do you want to come to Isle of Wight with me? You'd absolutely oh, love it. <laughs> I'm down for the Isle of Wight garage uh, uh, shed festival. That'd be awesome, mate. <laughs> we should book it tonight when, you, when you've had a few, because I, I am, can tell I'm, you I'm, are steaming. I'm, I'm well, well, go anywhere, you know me. Well, sort well, of well, 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 well. It's Alana's lucky night tonight. I could see it. David Gannon has Brittany used his lawnmower 3.0 for his barnet in lockdown. <laughs> Multi purpose. Uh, here we go. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Tim Spears tells his missus, says Lynx Wolf, that he's fantasizing about Jackie Oatley, but he's actually. Only too ashamed to tell her that he's really thinking of Mr. Nathan Tudor. Is that true, Tim? Uh, no, I haven't got Mrs. No. <laughs> uh, Stu says, is Tim's re uh, beard real or is it stuck on like in Team America? Great, great movie, by the way, Team America. Brilliant movie. Underrated movie. Very good. I haven't good. seen it, to be fair, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> I sure haven't seen it. Um, is the return of, t uh, of the appearance by Tim Spears akin to Benicophobie's second spell at the club? I'll take that. 100% take yeah. that. It's quite it's really, really good. Yeah, very yeah. good. Um, let's have a look. Last one. Uh, we all know why Joe has got his job at the UNS. After all, they don't call him Ho Edwards for no reason. And then I think somebody re replied with Blow Edwards. Blow Edwards oh, as well. Yeah, oh, very, oh, nice. very nice. Yeah, so. Actually, talking about abuse of the week, I mean, I've got to say, before we move on to um, uh, talking and previewing Liverpool, which will be our last segment of the evening, you'll be pleased to know, um, got to say thank you to, and I hope you can come up here, our technical director tonight. People will know him from um, from Podcast One, Live Podcast Two, Mr. Mr. Luke Hatfield. Is he there, Luke Hatfield? Can you come on a bit of four-way banter? Hello. Hey. Hey. Look at that hat. I remember Mr. people will remember from, uh, from, from, from Wolves episode uh, 100 at the old WV1 lounge at Molyneux. People did they say he was just a shit Roger Johnson, which I think was a nice. No, it was the um, it was it was the River Island thing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, River Island, River Island model, yeah. What was River it, Luke, Luke? I know that you'll know this. I know you think about it every time you get to see. Yeah. What um, what was the actual? What was the line? Uh, the line was something like Luke looks like the love child of River Island in Top Man. <laughs> yeah, um, because yeah. I was wearing a blazer and like a similar white t shirt, actually. But um, yeah, and then a the second time it was a Roger Johnson uh, jibe. How far has Roger Johnson fallen now that he's taking questions at a Live Wars podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, I dodged a lot of the abuse this, this you time. Did, you did. We should have got you on earlier on. I think if people had seen your face earlier on, then you would have been uh, you would have got a little bit more attention. But uh, we appreciate all the work you've done and all these pretty uh, pretty sight looks all, all very, very good. So um thank you very much, man. It was your birthday as well. They're both birthday boys with that those balloons in the background. So uh nicely, uh, nicely positioned, mate. Appreciate that. Oh yeah, you've got to set the room properly, haven't you? Great stuff. Uh, everyone, another round of applause for Luke Hatfield. Luke Hatfield. <laughs> thank you very much, Luke. Right, okay, moving on now. Here we go. Uh it is Monday night football. It is Liverpool against Wolverhampton Wanderers at Molyneux. Uh, Joe, we'll start with you, mate. Uh, how are things looking? Yeah, I mean, look, Liverpool are terrible. But 
just won in the Champions League. They're going to go to Molyneux. A lot of people will be expecting Wolves to try and potentially beat them, if not a draw. Liverpool have still got some useful players, though, I've heard. Yeah, they're still a decent team, aren't they? They're on a difficult run, but it's... Um, you know, I'd just like to see Wolves, yeah, throw a little bit of caution to the wind. And, you know, I think, um, as I said, I think Silva is worth a start up front. Um, hopefully, Bolly's fit enough to play at the back as well. Um, he's been training all week, it seems. Um, Nuno will probably have a bit more of an update on him. Um, the, the condition of Pedence is slightly unknown at the minute. I'd imagine it'd be too soon for him. I, you know, they might want to rush him back anyway, I don't think, before the international break. But um, if they can get Bolly back in, I think that really helps in terms of defence. And yeah, I think try Silver either side of the net. I mean, in in the middle of Neto and and, and try all right. There just seems to be a little more of an understanding between the three of them. Um, of course, I think you know time is on Silver's side in that respect because he's he's just been been around the squad longer. But he just seems to make a few more runs and get on the few of the end on the end of a few more things than than Jose has been, to be honest. And um, yeah, maybe Jose can come off the bench and have an impact, fingers crossed. But um, I'd personally go with Silva against uh, against Liverpool because I don't think there's really much to lose. Silva for you, Joe. Uh, Tim, would you uh, go with Fabio Silva ahead of Williams uh, Jose on uh, Monday? <laughs> He's had a few. I, um, I, I, <laughs> I, I quite like the dynamic now of, of Jose starting and, and Silva coming on with that enthusiasm for like the last 20 to 30 minutes. But... There's, there's pros and cons for both of them, really. Um, like we kind of alluded to earlier in that in your imaginative segment, uh, good, bad, or ugly. Um, <laughs> you know, what one doesn't move in the box and the other does, but it, but he doesn't score. So I think um, I think I think there is a lot to be said for Jose's strengths in terms of literally his strength and the fact that he's much better at linking the play in the final third. His pass completion rate is about 30-40% higher than Silver's in the final third. I think that's why I think that's why he's in the team, and I think that's why Nuno will probably stick with him for the time being. Although, yeah, his last two performances have, have, been, have been well below the standards he's set, and he's not doing himself justice. You know, um, Palace away, his full debut, he did really well, um, but since then he has tailed off a bit, and he looks like he lacks energy. And he looks like he's not on the wavelength of his teammates either. What I would say, though, gents, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but look, if 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 and when Raul does return, and fingers crossed he does return and, and, and gets a few games between now and the end of the season, you've got to say that if they had to make a decision on, on Jose now, especially that money, that, that kind of money, I know that, uh, Joe, you had a story today saying that they might negotiate or renegotiate. I think they're going to have to if they're going to sign some of these players who are on loan uh, to make it you know, a, a smaller fee. But if they've made a decision on Jose, if they're like, look, we're not going to have this guy going forward, What's the point when you've got thirty-three million pounds, thirty million pounds invested in someone like Fabio Silva? Who is going to be there? Is he going to be there the long-term future? Surely these are the type of games that you can play in because it's going to be more valuable for him than a play that you've got nothing invested in. That's the question, isn't it? Do you go with your with your future big money project and try and get experience behind him, or somebody who you say at this minute looks like not worth signing, especially you know at that twenty-two million uh, figure? Um, I think it's a toss of a coin. And if I was probably to guess, I'd imagine Jose might get the nod. But personally, I, I don't see what there is to lose from from playing Silver. I think he's shown a decent appetite. Yes, there's a, still you know, a lot of flaws in his game. He, you know, he, he needs to go on a, a proper physical programme over the summer you know, to kind of 
bulk him up and perhaps try and get him in the gym to gain a yard of pace. You know, I don't know whether you can coach pace, but whether you can improve him physically and maybe get an half yard, that might help him. But um, yeah, and, and you know, he physically gets pushed off the ball, but it, there's an appetite there. And, you know, that, that's, that's what I like about him. He, he's had his difficult moments. And, you know, he's not ready for, for, for week in, week out football in the Premier League, but he's had a fair, fair amount of difficulty difficulties this season. He, he's kind of carried on and dug in and he showed a de- decent bit of character through it all. You know, if that's a positive you're looking for for Silver, he does seem to have decent character about him. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of give him the nod. And as I say, it might just kind of, you know, be a bit to, to just say that, you know, you need to be doing a bit more here. I think also, Judah, just just to say, because you're kind of saying, you know, might as well throw him in, but they're, they're only nine points above the bottom three, you know, and we uh, they're only on 35. They're not quite safe yet. We saw with Fulham's win at Liverpool, you always get funny results at this time of year. You've been saying for about six months now that Wolves have got this great run of fixtures coming they've up. Got, do you know but, they've got a great <laughs> run of fixtures? But you flip that on its head. If they, mm. if they go on a horrendous run and lose three or four of those games, they get sucked right to the bottom three. They're not quite safe yet. So I think hopefully, I really hope there's the time for experimentation comes soon and, and we can see Nuno try new formations and, and bring in fringe players, but they're just not quite at that position yet on, on 35. Has Pedro Neto got to score more goals? For all for how good he is, do you think he's got to score more goals? Yeah, probably. He's, he's on five and I think he'd, he'd be wanting to be a double figures player. To be fair, but like you know, this is I guess his first proper breakthrough season. I think by the end of it, you know, there's still a couple of months to go. He'll want to try and get himself as close to double figures as possible. And I think for a player of his quality and of his of his ability and the in the position that he plays, you now I think ten goals, ten league goals is a is a return that you want to be targeting and getting near to. He's on five at the minute. Um, if he can get you know three or four over the next couple of months, then that'll be where he should be aiming. I think he should have a couple, probably a couple more than he's already got, but he, he has been brilliant. It's all, it's very difficult to criticise him because he has, as we say, been the, the shining light by by far and away for, for Wolves this season. Um, so, Tim, at the back, are we expecting Willie Bolly? I think um, I think he's got to come in. What's the, what's the point in having him on the bench? Um, I, know, I, know they're, I know they're being a bit careful with him because he's, he's done his hamstring twice and that's probably the most sort of repetitive vulnerable area for injuries um, but I don't, don't understand why he's on the bench at the moment if they're not going to play him so hopefully he'll be fit and ready that improves the defence it allows you the option of Dendonka in midfield and suddenly the team looks a lot better so um, I'm, I'm looking would forward to you have Dendonka ahead of Moutinho and Dendonka and Neves yeah, would, would you? Yeah I would at the moment I, I quite like that Dendonka and Neves partnership it, it, it's done well in several games in the past and um, Moutinho is just not the Moutinho that, that, that we know recently so um, that Arsenal goal kind of just sort of clouded over, you know, ongoing issues with mm. the team. Really, he's, he's he's not had a great game for quite a while. So, I'd have Dendonka in midfield. He offers a bit more of a presence in the opposition box as well. And as as we all know, it's all about that first half and, and not letting Liverpool regain the confidence that, that they've lost. Uh, we've got, of course, the return of Mr. Diogo Jota. Uh, look, he's a uh... Obviously, devastating injury, but I don't think anyone would have expected the impact that he had at Liverpool. Uh, Joe, were you surprised with how quickly he's he's fitted in? I mean, you've gone from you know selling a player who couldn't really get in the Wolves side, albeit he was in he would be in my best side, to to fans desperate to get him back, saying that he's the key to to why this front three isn't isn't clicking for Liverpool. Get Firmino out and 
and get Jota in. I mean, a stark, stark, amazing contrast, really. And uh, and of course, that long-term injury, and he's he's back now and and apparently fully fit. Yeah, I, I I didn't think he'd quite take off the way he did so quickly, but I didn't think he'd go to Liverpool and be a flop either. You know, I, I thought he had the quality to go there and be successful. Maybe thought there might have been a slight bedding in period, especially how established that front three was when he when he arrived. But you know, if you're picking Liverpool's front three, you know, if everyone's feet he's gaining every time there he, ahead of Firmino all day long. So um, yeah, I. I'd imagine that he would have gone there and been been a success because he's that good of a player and he's that special of a player. The way he drives past people and kind of slaloms through defenders is something I've rarely seen from any player. And I've said before, he was he's probably the favourite player I've ever seen play for Wolves. You know, he, he, was, he was an absolute joy to watch. So I wasn't surprised that he went to Liverpool and was successful. Perhaps a little bit surprised just how quickly he was. Uh, Tim, can, uh, can Wolves beat Liverpool? Yeah, hell yeah. Although uh, it should be noted that their their away records are a lot better than their home record. They've lost six on the bounce, which is just incredible at home. Yeah, but ridiculous. They've, they've, won, they've won three of the last four away, which includes wins at West Ham and somebody else quite good. Oh, I can't remember. So, um, and of course they beat Leipzig in the week. So um, Liverpool are the only big six team that Wolves haven't, haven't beaten since they returned to the Premier League mm-hmm. in the league, and um, and it's 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 due to happen. So hopefully. You know, they've almost got a fully fit squad now. Um, they've they've lost one in seven. That should have given them a bit of confidence, and they should t- they should take to that field knowing that they can beat Liverpool because absolutely they can. You know, Burnley and Brighton and Fulham have beaten them, so so can Wolves. And look, uh, I don't know if you know, but after this game, they they they've got a fantastic run of fixtures there, Wolves. So <laughs> great to uh, to go up that table. Uh, right. Um, final score, please. Wolves, Liverpool. Mr. Joe Edwards. Um, one, one. One, one. One, one, one. Not like you to stick on, to sit on the fence, mate. Uh, um, Mr. Yeah, Tim Spears. Uh, two, no walls. Yeah. Hey. That's what I like. Uh, that that brings brings to the end, I think, uh, our little old Wolves 200th podcast. Uh, final total. The total at the moment um, is, let me just refresh. Um, £1,680 for breast cancer now. What amazing. I would say, guys, amazing, amazing. So it's about five, 600 quid during the show. Brilliant. When you click off this, please go on to line. If you have enjoyed it, if you have stuck with us, um, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Wolves Poddy 200. It's, the links are in all our tweets and stuff there's like no that. Mate, just give us a on the left. There's no, there's no one else there. <laughs> <laughs> just give us, a, give us a five or a ten or whatever. That would be great. And remember... That silent auction for Wolves Foundation closes at midday tomorrow. All that information is on the site. Joe, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for coming. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you for making this very special. Mr. Timothy Spears, what can I say? Love the crown. Love the shades. We love you. Nice to come on and see your see your pretty little face for uh, for one special evening. You, you only booked me till nine o'clock. You, you're lucky I'm still on here, to be honest. I'll tell you what, uh, I'm looking God. forward with, with the overtime. Half two and a half. Geez. Oh, goodness. Time and uh, half. Time and half, absolutely. Right, thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Um, it's 9.40. We have gone over in the second half, but what else are you going to do on a Thursday night, let's be honest? From Tim, from Joe, from myself, have a great weekend. Fingers crossed. Three points on Monday night against Liverpool. Take care. Bye-bye.